1: Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit
2: sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash
1: Wondery. What is up, Gypsy gang? We're back for another episode of the Gypsy Tales podcast, and I am excited for this one. Uh, this is with a jiu-jitsu prodigy hailing from australia he uh he left aussie shores uh as a teenager moved to new york to train at one of the best gyms in the world slept on the mats like literally decided as a kid that he wanted to be the best in the world and that to do that he had to train more than anybody else in the world and then he just did it and then now he is the best in the world. Uh, it's a pretty incredible story, and Levi is just a super, super awesome person. Just very like genuine and nice, um, and so dedicated to what he does. And there's just no ego around it at all. Um, and it was a real pleasure to sit down and, and get to talk to him and pick his brain about jujitsu and his mindset and competitions and uh, and I guess just his general outlook on life. Uh, Big shout out to one of our sponsors, Uh, on this episode of the podcast uh, and all our combat sports episodes uh, is combat nutrition. Uh, We rolled together, we trained together at the CMBT training facility in Burley. Uh, It was a pretty fun little day. You might have saw the video on our Instagram TV um, but Levi and I got a training session in. uh, We went and got some lunch and then we uh, come into the studio to record the podcast. So massive thank you to the guys at CMBT uh, for not only the supplements uh, and help with the nutrition, which is a part of my daily routine uh, and my daily training routine, but also to that facility just to be able to pop in there, right across the road from the studio, get in some training uh, and do the podcast. It really was a great day, and and man, Levi's jiu-jitsu is just insane. Um, it was extremely eye-opening <laughs> to to uh, to get to train for an hour with him, um, and a, a really rewarding experience. So big thanks to Levi for that. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Dry Times. You can head to drytimes.com. Pretty much the best towel in the world. You can use the code gypsy Gang to get 15% off. Winter's coming. And that means Dixon flannels. You can head to dixonquality.com.au. Uh, I've just got some fresh flannels. And man, there is nothing better than popping the tag on a Dixon flannel. You can use the code Gypsy Gang to get fifteen percent off uh, your own. If you've never had the pleasure of popping a Dixon tag, those flannels are so crisp, crisp when you first wear them. Uh, we're also brought to you by the guys at Crick's Tweed. Uh, you can head to crickstweed.com.au, uh Get the number. Ask for Kyle. He is the man at Crix And look. Those guys have a huge range of new and used cars. Um, I drive a Mitsubishi Triton uh, from those guys. And in the past year, I've, yeah, I absolutely love that car. Uh, The guys at Cricks have awesome after-sale servicing, literally a one-stop shop for anything that you need. So massive shout out to those guys. Um, That's it for me, I think. Uh, Lots of great podcasts on the way. I hope everybody has been enjoying the content. Uh, I've been enjoying bringing everybody, um, the content that we have in the past couple of months it has been absolutely massive. Um, just in terms of downloads, pardon me, uh, downloads and views on YouTube. Um, so thank you for supporting the show. Um, you can head to gypsytales.com if you want to get some merch. Uh, you can also subscribe to both our YouTube channels the content that we'll be dropping from this podcast will be on the gypsy Tales podcast YouTube channel so give us a sub to both of those I appreciate y'all I appreciate Levi the guy is a certified G the Xanadu god Levi Jones leary I at a gypsy, gypsy.
2: Jang. Jang. Jang.
0: I'm at a gypsy.
1: Levi Jones-Leary, welcome to Gypsy Tales Podcast, my friend. Thank you
0: so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. This studio is lovely, the vibes are mellow, and extravagant, and I'm having a great time
1: already. Yeah, so we've had, uh, for people that are just listening, there'll be a video that we're dropping with this podcast. Nothing crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, We uh, went down you were staying in Bangalore, like kind of byron bay area yeah um went down scooped up the boy we went and had a bit of a roll um it was pretty epic and then just gave you like the little tour of burley
2: mm-hmm.
1: um you spent a lot of time overseas and then now into the mm-hmm. podcast so for mm-hmm. me really good day and i am uh, extremely happy to have you here as well thank
0: you so much and thank you for coming and yeah actually picking me up like i can't like i totally can't drive so yeah that was that was that was amazing I really yeah. appreciate that
1: so it makes sense though because so for people that aren't into jiu yeah. they probably won't know uh a lot of your story but for mm-hmm. people that do you've spent a lot of your life living in new york uh-huh. um so i think you get a pass on the driver's license that's, because that's really there's good. not many people that drive cars i have new like
0: york. a bunch of different like procrastinations and like like justifications to like not getting it from like um, I'm saving the planet to like, just <laughs> like I just can't be fucked. So
1: yeah, to yeah, living in New York, so it's good. So we'll <laughs> start. We'll with we've, we've purposely tried not to go super deep in our conversations. Um, yeah, because I wanted to save a bunch for the podcast. Yeah, but from what I've gathered so far, you mm-hmm. start jujitsu at 15. Yeah, and then you never stop jujitsu. That's kind of the long. Uh, that's kind of the short version of your life, and you end up being essentially a jiu-jitsu prodigy
0: yeah i i guess so yeah pretty much yeah so i start i started training um when i was 15 uh i was doing at uh, i was at i was in year nine at school going to year 10 and uh oh yeah yeah in year 10 and we we went we did a we did a course at school called um links to learning and it was like they took all the they took all like the naughty kids of the year, and you don't have to go to school for like one day a week. You don't have to go to school. Really? There was, like there was like ten of us or something in the class, and one day a week you don't have to go to school. They take you to do like a different activity, like every week. It was every Thursday, and um, yeah, one week they took us to do jujitsu, and uh, like I was with my friend. I was with all my friends, you know, because I was friends with everyone in that class. The Rat Pack yeah there's <laughs> just people that just didn't school wasn't for them yeah. you know for whatever reason that might have been maybe it's because they had bad AD, undiagnosed ADHD or yada 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 like They're shit just,
1: families and stuff like that yeah
0: some people just don't fit into the school like the, the, the school system just doesn't work for them yeah. you know and um, I was one of those people and uh, but anyway we were um, we so we went to this links, we went to this jitsu class and um, it was just really fun I had a great time um and you know at the time I was dealing with you know a bunch of you know tiny insecurities here and there. Uh I had my first ever um serious relationship at the time um with with uh with this with this girl. We were you know we were pretty much like living together and and she really? was yeah, she was like a big part of my life um at the time. And um I I had there were certain situations where I just felt like I don't know, different like kind of insecure. I definitely was insecure at the time, like insecure at the time. But like, I don't know. And I thought in terms just, of like
1: getting beat up or like not being able to protect yourself, or did it feel like a rough area and you were scared? Or th-
0: there was just like certain situations like um, where it felt like because uh, she was kind of like she'd always be like trying to like start shit with other people, oh, you I know, do. and and um, I just. You know, I, I just, I felt like I wanted to be kind of like tougher or something, you know, it was, it, it was, I started from, it, it was an insecurity kind of thing I started yeah. from, you know, and then, um,
1: but you so your mate that you started with, you were saying that he'd been training sort of secretly and you thought he was just like some natural fucking killer. That was this badass dude. And yeah. It was really was, funny. He was like kind of bashing everybody, but he'd been sort of like secretly training.
0: Yeah. It was really funny. It was my, my friend, Daniel. And, um, and he was always, like, the tough kid at school. Like, he was, like, super, like... Everyone just thought he was, like, abnormally strong, which he kind of was for, like, his size. And... Uh, but, he, yeah, he just used to... He used to, like, beat up, like, the older, tougher kids, like... Yeah. At the skate park and that. Uh, he was just, like, respected in the school for like, yeah. being, like, the tough kid. Yeah. And, um yeah, and he'd always, like, kind of, like... I don't know, like, kind of, like, beat up on us, sort of... In like a yeah, but yeah, like he, a friends. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. But he was secretly doing jiu-jitsu the entire time. It was really funny, and then um, <laughs> and then um, yeah, and then I basically found out like when we start, like when I started, and then, and then um, and then I just started watching like a bunch of YouTube videos and that, like on jiu-jitsu and it was it was, it was like an MMA gym where I first went into. Yeah. To kind of, you know, and I just kind of liked it. I felt like good about myself already. My confidence felt good. And, and stuff like that And then um It was getting like I felt like it would be good For my confidence And then um And then And I started getting into jiu-jitsu Like online Like watching YouTube videos What like, was around then? Mm, then it was all about Like uh For me It was all about Like the Meow Brothers Yeah And uh, Keenan Cornelius Which were funny Because they weren't even Black belts yet mm. But they were like The hottest commodities In jiu-jitsu You know Everyone was following Their color belt careers You yeah. know Yeah And uh, I just got mad into that. I got mad into the Meow Brothers. And it was more all about... It was more all about all the videos and stuff. There were, like, these lifestyle kind of training videos and stuff on, like, how these people are becoming the best in the
1: world. Like, Stuart Cooper
0: stuff? Yeah, Stuart Cooper. He was a bit later, but, like, uh, Lloyd Irvin was making these videos. Like, these videos. Because Keenan
1: was at Lloyd Irvin, right?
0: Yeah, and there was, like, these little videos of, like, the Meow Brothers training in, um, in Cicero Costa and stuff like that. And it was, like it was like they're these tiny, tiny twins, like super tiny. And they're beating like people in every weight division, like they're light featherweights winning, um, you know, uh, open weight world championship titles, you know, at like the lowest weight division winning open weight every year, you know? So, um, so I'm like, wow, how do these guys do that? And then from there I started like, just there was the content out there and, and the meow brothers and Keenan at the time, they were like, notorious for not notorious. Um, they were, they were well known and like recognized for like how they, how they trained at the time, especially the meow brothers. Cause they were like these, these kids who lived at the gym. Yeah. Um, and they just trained like, you know, like 10 hours a day or some, some shit like that. And then they just <laughs> got, crazy, eh? they just got like mad good. And then I kind of like, that was when we we're talking in the car, I was like, that was when I realized like, Oh, that's how you get fucking good at something. You just do it. Like you just do it heaps. <laughs> and i was like fuck i can get i can become the best in the world at this in like 7 years if i just do this if i just like i wrote out like a schedule like if i just do this okay if i just do like this many hours every week like i was i set a goal i think it was like i think it was like 30 hours every week of just wow. jujitsu, or like 25 to 30 hours a week of jiu jitsu i was like okay if i just do this and i was like Trying to like explain it to my family, I was like, "Look, look, if I just do this, this, this for this long, like I'm gonna be here, you know, I'm gonna be here." And um, they're like, "Yeah, but you can't." Everyone's like, "Yeah, but you can't just put all your eggs in one basket, you know?" Like, yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah, no you can." That's what you <laughs> do. That's what they did. <laughs> yeah, you just put all your eggs in one basket, yeah. <laughs> you know. And um and then yeah, that's how it started. And then I just started just going from there. And then um, I think just being in that mindset led me to like want to be in these places and you know train with them and then i got like a job delivering furniture saved up um a few months a few months rent for new york left new york trained at at the gym when i got to unity i'm like okay look the meows are training this much i just need to train more than the meow brothers you know so i just made i got there and i'm just like okay so however, however much of their training i just need to train more than them so i just started training 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 and then that's how I started developing like a good relationship with Marillo. Yeah, because um, I didn't know much. I knew he was a he was a he was a beast. I knew he was amazing, Um, incredible, but I didn't know much about him at the time before I went there. And then, and then he saw like I was like, I had like a lot of dedication. I was putting in work. And then from then he off he's like, you can just you sleep on the mats. You can just sleep on the mats. You can stay here, live at the gym. Um,
1: and yeah, and then from there it was just like yeah. So that is the story of you not having your driver's license, essentially. That's the reason. Yes. It's perfect. Yeah. Full circle. Yes. Um, That's why I have my driver's license. So... I couldn't be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but... So you... What was your family situation like to then say that you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna just going to do this? Because that is such an abstract request from a 15-year-old kid. Yeah.
0: My mum my is like the the... Like she's the best, Bring you us a bit closer. my, yeah, my mom, um, so, so, um, my mom and my dad split up. Um, so a lot of the, a lot of, I grew up like a lot, I grew up a lot with, with my mom and then I only started saying at my dad's like a few nights, a few nights awake week. Um, when I was like 10 or 11 after about i think it was like 11 i started saying at my dad's a few nights a week because they ended up having this custody battle when i was like 10 or 11 but i was super attached like me and my mom were like mad close because it was just her and me um and she like we just we just my mom's like mad nice she'll do anything for me you know she's like one of the most loving people you could you could ever meet i know everyone probably says that about their moms but there no. is
1: something different when you've like your dad's kind of it out of the picture for a while and then like it's just yeah. you and your mom and it's like it's pretty hard to navigate the world as like a single mother
0: yeah no my dad always my dad was always around but like i was like super attached to my mom. like i couldn't even like i try to sometimes stay at my dad's place for like a night and i'd be like crying like the really? whole night like i couldn't do it like i yeah. couldn't i couldn't be away from my mom um until yeah until i think it was like even like I think like at ten I started being able to like have sleepovers and shit. Yeah. But kinda of going away from the story. But anyway, um so my bottom line is my mom doesn't care like like what I do. Like it doesn't matter. Like even it would be like um even throughout school, like I never had to go to school if I didn't want to. Yeah you know? Right. I'd like sometimes I'd wake up in the morning and be like, Mom, I don't know what to do. Like I semi I semi can't be fucked going to school. And she'd be like <laughs> Oh, you better just stay home, just in case you go and you um, regret it. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> you know? unreal. Yeah, she's she's mad funny and she's mad nice, but she she was she was always like cared about my education. Sort of, she'd be like, "Okay, you're not going to school, well, like just read a chapter of this like Charles Bukowski book yeah, or some shit." Right. And she'd be like, "Just just read like you know this," and she'd like kind of educate me through that. She'd be like, "Okay, read this um wow. like Deleuze, uh chapter of this philosophy book or some shit like that," and I'd be like. Like I usually like I'd read it, you know, just because yeah. I kind of I fuck with it. Felt her. bad for your mom too. No, I fuck, <laughs> I fuck, and I always fucked to the taste. Like she always had, like yeah. she has, like a good eye, Um and like I always, I always respected like her, her opinions, everything like that. And she always like let me do whatever. So when I when I just said I'm like I'm not gonna go to school, she's like, oh, okay, cool, like cool, that sounds mad, like just do jiu and, um and um and yeah, she was like, she was she was mad supportive.
1: She'll always be like, whatever you want to do, just just do it. Ari, when Ari was in here, yeah, because he talked about like he got into jiu jitsu and he started like the MMA thing, and then he just went like full blown jiu jitsu. And one of the things, like, because I was kind of asking him, like, what is the thing that separates a guy like like you and Levi? And then he was like, okay, first of all, there's a separation between me and Levi so it's like there's this whole nother category that that dude exists in which is crazy because he's so good yeah and what he said is just like no one works harder than that kid like even when he was a kid he was just like out working out drilling just it was just this constant thing and he just got so much better like where did that come from in in you because it's like it's kind of i guess a double-edged thing because you know you can say school's not for me but you're smart as fuck. Like you can't be this good at jujitsu and do the things that you've done in your life and career without being a super smart dude. Mm. So there's obviously like, I guess something clicked in the way that you learn. Even it's like school wasn't like a great way for you to learn, but Mm. you could learn through some, some other stuff.
0: Hmm. Yeah I don't know Like I think my I, I think going back to my mom as well I think she was a really good teacher Because like just from a kid I was always treated like an adult mm. You know like even like When I was like a baby My mom would have like conversation. She'd bring me into conversations Like talk to me like Like I was kind of like an adult She never yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense But um Um Yeah and then the work ethic I don't really know I don't know where the work ethic came from Because 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 my 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 mom's like is she has no work ethic whatsoever she She just just, cruises she doesn't care like like they're very kind of minimalist like they don't need much yeah um which almost like is like can be a a bad thing sometimes yeah because um um you know obviously there's negatives negatives to that as well but uh I'm not sure where the where the work ethic came from. I think it was just I just got inspired from those people in jiu-jitsu. That's when it happened, and I was like, I don't know why I wanted it so bad. I don't like it, it was. You just have to really want yeah. want something, and I have no idea why I wanted to be like the best in the world at jiu-jitsu all of a sudden, but like I really wanted it to like the point where I was like, I just wanted it so bad, you know. Yeah. And, I, and I that's that's one thing that was always like. Confusing To me Because like I remember being in like The shower one day Like when I was first Like a few months Into training I'm like Why the fuck Do I want to be Like a world champ Like world champion So bad Like I Like it didn't make sense Because it was so new To me as well Mm. And um I'd never Kind of gotten that Obsessed with something Um So I don't actually That's one thing I actually don't really know Is like why I wanted it so bad But I wanted it So so bad to the point where i was like like willing to like like i was just really passionate about getting it where it was like like i'm either gonna like get this or i'm gonna like die trying kind of thing you know yeah which is which is um which is
1: unusual for me because i yeah i'm usually not that crazy about stuff there's got to be something that i don't know like is it the because you said you weren't that good at it straight away
0: yeah, I mean no one's no one just no one, does yeah, jiu-jitsu and is, like really you, good at yeah. it, you know. Um but I don't know, like I guess I always knew like I could be good at some some sport, you know, because I was always kind of I was always good at like like I was I was fast runner in school. I was like mm. I was good at like um I was kind of good at soccer, you know. Or I think for some reason I always thought I was like, I could be a, re- a good athlete in something, you know? Mm. And, um, I think it was probably the urgency of like me coming like, um, out of like a, like a, like a, like going into an adult. Mm. Like I just had like, a, like I just want to be really good at something sort of thing. And it was like, I guess I like, I found that thing, this thing.
1: And it was sort of like, it was just um, a, an avenue to get good.
0: Yeah. And it was like the last kind of like, I can become the best. I can become the best in the world in a sport, you know, still. Yeah, I don't think I could have done that if it was, like... I mean, looking back, anything's anything's definitely possible, but, like, like if it was, like, soccer or, or tennis or, like, I don't know, you know?
1: So you're kind of looking from the outside, like, this is still a pretty small sport, and I could theoretically... There's not that many people doing it to where I could be the best in the world at it.
0: Yeah, it's jiu is weird like that. Like, we're talking about it as well in the car. Like, you can actually you can get really good at it just by doing it like more than anybody else. Like, and I guess you probably can apply that to anything in life. Yeah. But at the time it just seems so simple to me and, um, like simple, but like no one else is willing to, to,
1: to do it kind of thing. Yeah. Like simple, but hard. Yeah. 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 That but makes it, sense. It's the
0: simple part that, that I was really attracted to. Yeah. And I just, I just liked jujitsu cause it was like, I kind of wanted to, i was really inspired by muhammad ali yeah like i was biggest muhammad ali fan really ever yeah just because you know of the insecurities that like i thought i had or whatever and then and then someone like muhammad ali that's just kind of positive affirmation to himself into like yeah being this like bigger than life kind of like thing where you can just be like i'm the greatest and then like all of a sudden you're like oh fuck like
1: i am the greatest i am the greatest like yeah. fuck
0: and it feels good like it's so empowering you know and um i just want to like apply that to something
1: yeah did you have like I was uh just get to box
0: i what? want to get punched in the head i was too scared yeah yeah that makes sense
1: <laughs> did yeah. you have like a um a thing where that like maybe jujitsu seemed like the clearest path because when you're you know like a kid and you're you're in like that area and you didn't do that good in school and it's like there probably wasn't a lot of paths that were very clear in the way that this was clear Mm. and there's probably just like a little bit of security in yeah like the fact that it's simple and you could see a roadmap because i think that that's kind of the things that like I mean even for me with the podcast like I where what it does right now I'm like I could see that from day one Mm. and I just felt like I just I just keep doing it and keep doing it Mm. and be myself and keep applying myself and it was always like even now I think about I've got like five year ten year and Mm. I have like no real goals attached to them Mm. my only goal is to still be doing it Mm. at five years Mm. and then still be doing it at ten years and then I just feel like I, I don't really have any plans around what I need to do in that time, apart from just like sit in this fucking chair and talk to cool people. That's
0: really cool. You
1: know, and maybe, yeah. maybe there was like a little bit of that for you where it was just like a very clear roadmap of yeah. what to do.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Like I could, yeah, I could, I could definitely see it. Like it was just like, yeah, I could, I could, I could see it all planned out. Like you, cause it, it's kind of interesting jutsu like that as well. Cause you have the color belt. Mm. Road, yeah, up, you yeah, know, yeah. like you can win, you win worlds at blue belt, then you win worlds at purple belt, then you win worlds at brown belt, and then you win worlds at black belt. You know, yeah, it's like bam, 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 and it's like it's like laid out and like okay, so it's very easy to set your your um your like your sub goals to like your ultimate goal. Yeah, you know, so you got like your little blue belt worlds, little purple belt worlds, brown belt worlds, and the ultimate black belt worlds, and all of a sudden you're the best in the world. You know,
1: yeah.
0: Um, so definitely, definitely, that was like uh yeah one of the, like the tantalizing kind of you know things yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. so when you you're in the the first gym did you switch gyms and go into like a full jiu-jitsu specific gym
0: yeah so i started at a gym an mma gym and then like yeah after three months when i decided i'm just gonna do jiu-jitsu then i i moved like a there was like literally so around it took the three cool. months yeah three months and i was just like wasn't going to school anymore i was just training wow yeah, it was weird. That's sick. Yeah, it was. It was actually strange. I was like, "What? What?" I guess. Yeah, fuck it. Whatever.
1: <laughs> I'm mean, yeah. yeah. And then, so when did like the gnarly work start? Like just that crazy work ethic, and what what did that, what did that work look like? Because you never do. You don't lift weights, and you don't really train outside of jujitsu, right?
0: Yeah, it was. It was like um, it was. So, I was training every day like twice a day from after 3 months every day twice a day and then once once i was doing that obviously i was still white belt then i was like obviously it was easy to win everything in juvenile white belt yep. you're just training full time well, just kids yeah, to yeah. go to school and training yeah. like three times a week so
1: and then mum's making them go to jujitsu exactly so yeah. then
0: i was like winning easily here and then i got my blue belt like after 6 months of being at that gym and then um all and then i was it was June in two thousand and thirteen. I was doing um, no June two thousand and fourteen. I was fighting. Uh, I went to worlds. I went to California fight juvenile juvenile
1: worlds at blue belt. So how did you do that? Would like your mum went with you or no? I
0: just went. Um, the the gym paid for me to go. Wow! And I went with um. I just went with two other people that were that were competing. Sick. Um, from the gym too. Yeah, we had a little trip. It was it was pretty fun. It was a good time, and um. And so that was blue
1: belt juven like were you still juvenile then? yeah i
0: was juvenile and uh yeah i won my first fight and then the second fight um i just got like i just got like the kid was just so much better than me you know he was like from, really yeah it was this kid from brazil he was the he's he's still around now he's doing good at black belt his name's Joao mendez he's coming up now he's yeah, one yeah. of the coming up as like one of the top featherweights he trains at artos but um at the time at juvenile he was the like the Top Gun because he was winning he was always winning his weight division open weight and he was just so much so much so much better than me and he just like triangled me in like a minute or something you know and then um that's when I got back and I was like okay like like what I'm doing is like nowhere near enough like
1: so you you were just doing like the two classes a day
0: I was just doing the two classes a day yeah exactly yeah. and now I'm like okay I need to be doing like I need to be doing way more so I started that's when when I got back from that I started like I started just doing like it was like eight hours a day like just like just like training like what I do is because I didn't have anybody to train with because I was in Australia right so I'd 48 hours before every um before 48 hours before the my training day I would already have it like set up if possible so I would ask like I would ask like I just start messaging everybody like everybody, can you come at this time train with me and I'd have someone come in with me to train wow. for an hour here. And then like the next hour I'd have a new person to come and train with me. And I do the class and then next hour I'd have someone else to come in fresh train with me. And then like, I was just like saying on top of it, organized like that, um, for a while, but like, yeah, it's harder. Like when you're, when you're in an environment where you're the only one going for a certain goal, mm. it's so much harder, you know, like, it's like you have to put in all this extra work, but it, You know you can get better like that you can get just as good but it takes a lot more effort you know so then after i'm like look i gotta i can't um i can't do this like forever like i need to like i need to go where there's people Mm. that are thinking the same as me you know they're trying to get to the same thing you know i need to put myself there and then um
1: so how old was this when you got back from worlds
0: i was uh six sixteen yeah yeah Mm, no seventeen yeah 17
1: and what was like your level in the gym like in terms of just rolling with other people because I feel like if you're making blue belt worlds and you're sort of even even to win a match at blue belt worlds like you're probably really fucking good at this point
0: yeah by the by the time I had my Bluebell, it was like it was definitely like yeah one of the like going into the second year of my of blue belt like after i got back from juvenile walls i'm just training every day like took a few months and i was probably yeah i was like definitely i was like the best like technically just because i was so focused like i was like, like i'd come home and i'd study and i'd like watch everything like it was just like super obsessed like kind of thing you know
1: yeah yeah it's fucking so crazy to like yeah I feel like everybody that does jujitsu or motocross or any sport that they're doing, I feel like at some point, and I was definitely one of these kids, yeah, where I was like, man, if I quit school and if I trained heaps and if I rode every day and if I did this and if I like, because in motocross there was all these kids that like lived at these training facilities mm. and they like lived in camper vans mm. and then they had like the best tracks and coat, and that's all they did. Mm. I feel like everybody that love, loves their sport and is passionate mm. about their sport kind of has those thoughts run through their head mm. of like, I could schedule this and I could ride here and if I do this. Mm. But so few people ever actually carry that shit out mm. and schedule the training sessions and, mm. and do the study. Because, I mean, you're probably putting in like, fuck, 14 hours a day worth of jiu-jitsu, maybe more, if you were like going home and studying as well.
0: Yeah, it's like Marilla always says, like when you're training training like he'll, he'll pull you up on this he does it sometimes it's like how many hours a day do you guys train and you're like but yada yada it's like no you train like 24 hours a day yeah you train 24 hours a day everything you do is to get better you know when you eat like when you're resting taking your mind off it that's just to get better you know like yeah. everything's like so it's like non-stop all you think about like kind of thing you know
1: yeah and it seems like I think jiu-jitsu is good in the way that you kind of can do that yeah you kind of can live at a gym you can sleep on the mats you you can do the two morning classes and two night classes and not leave the gym and stay there like if you if you want to but that's the thing is like and a lot of people can say they want stuff and Mm. i mean it's something i think about all the time like when we're talking about me living in america i had goals yeah i didn't really want any of it because i didn't get any of it Mm. i want this and i've got this like Mm. you kind of get what you want in your life but the problem is is that a lot of people trick themselves into thinking they want something
2: Mm. you know Mm -hmm. like they
1: don't actually want it because if you want like you're a product of wanting it you did really want it yeah a lot of people can think they want something or they can want something for x y and z reason Mm. but when the when it comes time to like you said just 24 hours a day be like completely obsessed and for years and years and like to the point where it's just a part of your life yeah
0: yeah it totally like totally consumes you yeah and like again like i have no idea like what why that happens like how that can kind of start like with someone where you can like just want something that bad mm. like
1: yeah but if know. you think about like if you did have those insecurities as a kid, cause I mean, you walk around right now, there's not many people that can fuck with you. Like if they, you know, if that someone's got a gun or a fucking knife and shit, but in terms of just like you walking around as a dude and other people around, you're pretty safe.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel, I feel safe. Like in certain situations, like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, now I'm like, I don't feel like I'm. I don't feel very, like, insecure at all. Like, I'm just, like... I'm happy, like, trying to be, like, vulnerable as fuck, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's, like, my superpower now. Like, just trying to be, like, mad vulnerable and shit, you know? But, um...
1: But you've kind of built a base there. It's, like, you've worked out a lot of the kinks. Like, whatever kink was there at the start's probably not there anymore.
0: Yeah. jitsu is good for that, man. Jitsu is good for working through your insecurities. Because, like... Because, um... Yeah, you'll you, you
1: have to. Like, you'll have yeah i don't know well you get tested so much right yeah and on like a bunch of different levels there's mm. i mean yeah again we we're speaking about it before but you know for me i got like a insecure my insecurity is not one to lose to anybody mm. like ever mm. in, in like the gym obviously like you fucking wrong with you i'm not that's not in my head Mm. but you know you walk into the gym and like that's your space you go there every single day you expect a certain amount from yourself Mm. you you know like this person can't pass me this person can't do this this you've got all these fucking Mm. mental maps in your head of like these people and it's just like it's very competitive Mm. that that is like a thing that gets tested because Mm. you can't be perfect you can't go in every day and people get better and you get injuries and you get sick like you have a bad day you got shit going on so you kind of if you've got those things to work through Mm. like you fucking they they're forced upon you you kind of can't hide from those things
0: yeah for real yeah 100 percent. i think competing as well like like you have to be able to be to be like a good competitor and like to be able to like perform well you have to be able to, like, you have to be able to be vulnerable, you know? Mm. You have to be able to, like, be okay with, like, with, like, failing and, like, looking like, you know, because then, because then you're not, like, you don't have that pressure on yourself at the same time, you know? Mm. You're, like, okay with, like, you know, losing it all kind of thing, you know? Um Yeah, and especially for Jiu-Jitsu, like, you get so much better at Jiu-Jitsu when you're just, like, when you're okay with losing, when you're okay with, like you know, putting yourself in like vulnerable places and like that kind of thing.
1: Mm. So how did you, yeah. So how did you deal with like that side of things, like not being super competitive and obviously like the better you get, Mm. the less people can fuck with you anyway. So like you kind of have to deal with it a little bit less if you get better, but yeah, like what, because I feel like there's a longevity there. Mm. Like you can't hold on so tight to like that super competitive Nature for so long if you want to do jiu for yeah you know, to see it through to the end yeah
0: fully I'm like and I'm like one of the most competitive people yeah ever I like I'm just super 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 like I was like super super competitive you know um so I think that's probably one of the reasons as well like why I w- just want to would win want to just win so bad because like every every you. time every time I lost like I would like I never like lost in like didn't cry you know like i yeah. like, took it like i always took it to heart like i'd like be like every world i think I, it took me five five years to win worlds you know and every worlds i went there like putting so much effort into like to win worlds you know like it was like my only goal in life was to win worlds and every time i just like come up short and i just be like like i just i'd cry like i'd always like just cry and like just like promise myself that like do better that like train even more than I was like working even harder than I was. And then I would like, I would work even harder and then I'd lose it again the next year. And I'd like cry again. I'd be like, okay, I'll work even harder do this. Yada, 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 And I'll do this. blah blah, blah. And it wasn't until Brown Belt, Brown Belt where I was like, I was basically, I like changed my mindset, you know, like completely, like I fully changed my mindset. And it was like, I like set like different, like instead of like wanting, To win it I just like pretended to myself Like I already had won everything You know Like I was like No fuck this Like I'm already like Like cause I wanted it I think I wanted it so bad That I was like Look There's there's things I can't control out here Mm. In the world Okay Maybe Like If I can't even fucking attain it I'll just fucking imagine I have Yeah You know Cause that's how bad I want it. Like I want it so bad and I'm not fucking getting it. It's been like five years. What the fuck? Like, fuck you. I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking have it right now. Bam. In my head. And I just close my eyes and I just like, imagine, like I imagine like as clearly as possible, like, like winning, winning that world title, like as clearly as possible. And like, I felt like, I felt like this like overwhelming, like happiness and like relief. Like I just won, you know? and then like every time I like felt like I wanted it I would change that like like that state of mind to like no I have it like I'm here and like it would like it would like bring like this like like I'd feel like amazing like I'd like I just kind of like won it and then um going into the tournaments I didn't care you know and I changed my mindset to like going to the tournaments instead of trying to win like I thought like around the same time I got like really into mindfulness meditation I was doing like a lot of mindfulness meditation it was my first year. My first year at Brown Belt. Lost Purple Belt Worlds. Lost. Um, so you didn't win a world
1: till Brown Belt.
0: Yeah. Wow. I won pans at Purple Belt, which is like the second biggest competition. Yeah. But I lost. Yeah, I lost. Lost every other colored belt. What
1: kind of losses were you on the box? Mm,
0: it was. I was no. They're always like close, but like an advantage or something. You know. So you were losing finals, or you were
1: losing to get on the podium. No, I never
0: got on the podium. Wow. Like any, except for juvenile. No shit Yeah I always lost like quarterfinal or something Fuck but, like an advantage And it was honestly like I After that purple belt worlds I was like You know what Fuck this I'm a world champion right now Bam <laughs> You know I just started like imagining like Winning those worlds Like just like imagining it And just like Feeling like content You know mm-hmm. Feeling like happy Like with where I am You know Yeah And like just Like I would Yeah And then um Yeah and then I started getting like, More into mindfulness meditation
1: just like trying to be
0: like super so present. where did
1: that come from like what was the influence that got that started
0: because i was like i was on this journey and i had so much um i had so much want and like so much like so much want for like attaining something but it was like the want was just bringing more want yeah you know i wasn't yeah. getting it because i just wanted i was in this mindset of like wanting like yeah. wanting instead of yeah. like Instead of like having sort of thing, you know. So it was just like the want was just bringing me more want, and like I just wanted to like be like like content because like it was like it felt like negative, like it was like too much like um, anxiety and like you know just like yeah like this You're kind like of grasping yeah like like you like you need this thing so bad, you know. And um, so so I was like, it was just kind of like natural. Like I came across, I think it was just like on. YouTube or some shit just, like, looking, like, I searched and, like, like, I thought it would be good, like, mindfulness meditation, blah, mm. blah, blah, bam, bam, you know, and, like, looked it up, and then, um, this guy, like, Thich Han came up, like, you know, Thai, I don't know, he's this, he's this Buddhist monk, he's, like, super respected, he just, he just basically talks, he just reiterates all the time, just, like, focusing on your in-breath, focusing on your out-breath, like, you know, basic shit like that, you know, so I just started doing that mindfulness meditation a bunch, like, doing a lot of walking meditation. Yeah. Um, Just trying to like stay super present. And I used the competitions. As in, a
1: practice for that.
0: As a practice, yeah, yeah. So instead of like, like I've already got what I want now because like in my head at that point, every day I like had like a little ritual going on. Like where every day when I'd walk home from training, like I had like this like 15 minute walk, I'd put my headphones on. I just like imagine like winning worlds like over and over again in my head like to the point where I felt like
1: so you were getting the feeling of winning, every yeah, day. like
0: yeah. like feeling like I am like the the best in the world, you know. Yeah. I wasn't, and I was it was like black belt worlds, you know, like yeah. being like the best, like beating like the best in the world, you know. And then um, when I got to the tournament, my whole focus was just trying to like learn more about myself, you know. So like the intense emotions that you feel like going into a competition, I just kind of like my whole focus was just on observing those emotions, you know, like just yeah. like watching. Watching them and trying to like, trying to like learn about those emotions. So I I not like,
1: label them as much, just like experience them.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And then like doing that, like it just allowed me to like step into it, and like it made me feel like so like like I just like that year I was like solid. Like I didn't lose one. I lost like one match at brown belt, but it was like it was like bullshit. Like like was like I won like a DQ like,
1: or something like that or.
0: It was, it was like some shitty thing Where I was like on his Like I sw- I took his back I was taking his back And then like he like Recovered his guard So I was like on top from bottom But I didn't get any sweet points And then He like Oh It yeah. was just like some weird shit But that year I did like Every fight was just like I performed so good Like it was like perfect performance Like Europeans I submitted like Four out of five people pans submitted like Four out of five people Worlds like Won every match like four by submission as well, like it was like just perfect, perfect, perfect. I'm like, okay, so like this is like I kinda got my thing, like yeah and that was it. Like yeah. from there I just like I just kept kind of um I just kept that going. And that was it was that was that was when it all kind of clicked for me.
1: Did you do um any like uh loving kindness kind of meditations? For sure, for yeah. sure. And that was what I always told my friends as well, like okay
0: if you lose today you have to be kind as fuck to yourself. Like, like you have to be like mad kind to yourself. Like, cause you deserve that shit. Like, you know, yeah. and like just being like super kind for yourself gave you, gives you that safety net as well. Cause you're like, okay. Like if I lose, like it's okay. Like, cause like I'm, I'm here for myself. It doesn't matter. Like doing great. Like the loving kindness meditation was, was mad helpful.
1: You've, mm. been, you've been, yeah, dude, I went fucking deep. Like <laughs> the, um i had yeah just like a bunch of shit go on and I, this was doing real well and i just di- i wasn't like i didn't feel happy i f- i felt that same thing of like striving mm. like and that and that's a, yours was wanting like a world title i guess mm. and mine was i it was a hard thing to even ex- explain what i want i mm. wanted but i was striving man like and i was just it was this constant like now i grind for this hard mm. but it's easy it's just like routine yeah and I just feel good doing it and like at no part of me nowadays like there's no like hole that I'm trying to fill with this like I want this to do good just to do good Mm. and it's like a fun thing like I Mm. enjoy the process but I don't feel like I need anything now to like Fill any holes in me, mm-hmm. whereas before it was sort of almost like there was just like this weird void. Yeah, and awful. and I def, dude, I'd filled that shit in the past with like fucking chicks and all sorts of mm-hmm. you know parties and you know being trying to be fucking cool like all that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. and It was just real hard to figure out. Like, mm. I just yeah, just striving, just why do and I was like, why do I want this so bad? Like, why do I even care that this fucking works? Why do I care this podcast works? Why do I care that I'm fucking mm i'm even cool or whatever and that the funniest thing is that i had this um i had this thing where when i was doing this podcast i wanted it to do well but i didn't want anyone to think that i wanted it to do well for like fucked up reasons Mm. because everybody knows a dude that's like just trying to be famous or yeah you, every, and there's everyone's like the, so
0: cynical these days
1: yeah and but i think there is a lot of people out there that do shit for the wrong reasons i mean i know a guy that for like sure. i know a dude that fucking man he was going to like he come over when we were living in la and he he like was trying to go to all these parties and he was literally just trying to copy the blueprint of like just to be famous oh didn't give a fuck what for didn't give like it was just that was the goal and I, that dude fucking wigged me out a bit. And yeah, I right. just, like, I didn't want to look like that guy. Mm. And then I got to this point where I was I was tripping on it. Like, I was stressing on, fuck, I really just don't want to have an ego. I don't want to have an ego. Because I felt like quite, quite a humble person. Mm-hmm. But then I, I guess I kind of knew that there was a big part of me that wasn't. Like, mm-hmm. that I was kind of... Because it's kind of fun being, like, cocky and, and that sort of shit, too. Mm-hmm. So I just... that I had, like, a real... Um, a real fucking complex around that whole like ego thing mm. and then i started to think i was like man me not wanting to have an ego mm. is having an ego like i want to look a certain it's way it's the like, biggest ego trip going yeah like that <laughs> and, and then i hit that and then i was like well fuck like i i gotta i gotta fully let go of that and uh and then i sort of did like the i use sam harris's app oh yeah cool yeah so I, I that's good yeah it's really really cool um but yeah the it's funny when you were saying like you felt the feeling of winning a that world championship and in Buddhism when you do that loving kindness meditation the feelings you can generate inside your body are fucking bizarre yeah, like you can crazy. be like <laughs> tearful and just like d- yeah. this like crazy vibration in your body and you are just like <laughs> you feel weird like it mm. feels different mm. and and yeah so when i heard you say that with the like I felt like a champion. You could conjure those same feelings because we do it all the time with negative emotions, mm. but we just don't do it with positive ones. Mm. Not like it seems really standard, mm. and I think that that's like uh, you. I'm um, like make myself happy, mm. but then it sort of is like admitting that the default that you come with is Mm, unhappy mm. and then you've got to make yourself happy Mm. and that's where that striving shit comes in Mm. and i think that what like now what i know is that like if you take away all the thoughts if you take away anything just the concepts around shit like what if you get to the point of just like emptiness and it's like a void that is pleasant into itself but it doesn't need to be named pleasant so it's almost like what you got to do is get away from trying to add things Mm. and you've got to subtract everything Mm. everything that you can subtract away from what you think yourself is and get back to where you're like you're not even Levi you're not even fucking anything that place is really nice and then it's like easy to do shit from that place
0: yeah yeah there was just still part of me I just could not let go of that though I was just like like I need to have that feeling yeah I just needed it like it's so bad it's like but then yeah it felt it felt empowering it did it felt empowering to like let go no just to be able to be like like i can just like just pretend like i'm you know like it's just the same thing like if yeah if you, yeah if it's the same thing yeah if you like have it like in your if if you have it you know it's all everything's happening in your own consciousness like if you can create that like in your own mind it's as real as it yeah. you
1: yeah. know so it's yeah and I don't think that um <laughs> I think one of the things that people would say when it comes to like the aspect did you get into any of like the non-duality side of things like there's not really a self as much as what people think like did you sort of look into much of that sort of stuff
0: yeah like um yeah that that titnut hang guy Thai he does like Dharma talks like I used to listen just to his Dharma talks like yeah. before bed and stuff yeah. and um yeah all that all that B- buddhist philosophy
1: yeah cool okay yeah. yeah so you're yeah you're super across that shit yeah yeah i think people think that when you start to get into those waters then you start to get into like this weird nihilism shit where it's like well nothing matters if there's no self then what's the point point? and it's like no 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 no. there's a point to everything like you're still you yeah you're still this person that's got to like get through the world and it's still cool like to be a world champion still a good thing to do if you're a human in the world for sure but if the thoughts that go on that are attached to the Mm. self that's in your head if they start to like hamper your performance make you unhappy Mm. give you anxiety then that's that that's when you need to look at it for sure
0: i definitely i I find myself like getting into like i think this part of me it's pretty nihilistic you know yeah um but there's a few good cures for nihilism too as well like other like art yeah (laughs) it's a good cure for nihilism yeah okay definitely adds a bunch of Bunch of meaning I feel like If you can express something
1: So what What's your thoughts Around nihilism
0: I mean like You know That everything's kind of like (laughs) Meaningless Sort of thing Yeah Um Like Nothing matters But like I always found like Um Like Like Expressing Expressing myself as well Like Like I don't know Like um Was like enough meaning Yeah So like 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 expressing like emotions like like drawing or doing jiu-jitsu yeah it's like form of expression for me like doing music or something that way that way help
1: helped me as well yeah and so what is like a cure where do you think <laughs> where do you think expression comes from
0: um for me it's just like like it's like a kind of like just trying to express like a like a like a feeling
1: yeah, and like, but where do they come from, do you think? Do you think about where the... Like, why expressing yourself actually feels good? No, that book seems
0: interesting, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, I don't know. It's like a feeling somewhere in your body and you just kind of, like, put it into someplace else and it's just, like, kind of sweet. I don't know, it's dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, because, I mean, it's something that... Yeah, it's something that I think about a lot. Because, yeah, like, the it does like it is like it is meaningless everything that you do is pointless yeah (laughs) like really you know what i mean like what's the point of this what's the point of this like you born you die there's no and i mean this is from like first person experience and i think this is why people have like beliefs in things that are like higher than themselves Mm. because at the end of the day like yeah, so much shit does feel pointless and Mm. you can say like oh you reincarnate or there's like a heaven mm. or there's this and there's that and then that is what gives people that meaning but if you're mm. a person that doesn't have that kind of belief then mm. like you kind of do whether you like it or not you kind of do live as like in like this nihilist world yeah where shit doesn't really fucking matter yeah <laughs> and that's like oh uh, yeah i still sort of don't even really know where i stand on that i just honestly try not to think about it i feel yeah. like i do feel like uh this is to get fucking real deep yeah I do feel like there is this natural... There's, like, these two functions of the... Because, like, nothing really exists in of itself, right? Mm. Like, everything is just kind of this label that you put on whatever's going on. Mm. Two dudes rolling around on the ground trying to get a submission. We call that jujitsu. Mm. But does jujitsu exist? It kind of exists in the moment in the heads of those two people that share that concept. Mm. But where is the jujitsu? Like, there's no... Like you can't pick up jujitsu. Yeah, it's just a it's a thing that exists in people's minds. You know what I mean? But yeah. I think that if you could, and I think you can apply that to like everything. Like nothing really exists in two of itself. And then yeah. I think that the one there is a force within the universe that exists that would be like chaos and order. I guess you could call it, or like um, degeneration like Mm. if you if you build a house there's like order that you've created Mm. so you've like got all of these things together and you've got all this material and then you've like built it and then now you've got a house Mm -hmm. if you just leave that house in the universe and you don't touch that house it will degenerate yeah so there is this force where like we can create order but then the universe ultimately will create decay or like you know chaos within that so like i and i don't know i feel like i feel like that's my cure for nihilism just is that thing. order just create some semblance of order in your part of the universe because that's kind of if i look as deeply as i can at it they're the two forces that stand alone yeah everything's just decomposing into everything yeah <laughs> yeah and it does, but we can create order like you would say that jujitsu is order yeah there's like an order of moves like we can do the that we're doing the same fucking dance and we kind of know the rules and we know the parameters we we create you can create order in terms of like a painting a building a statue you can create order from you know musical notes you can there is an order that's there yeah and so i feel like that is my cure for nihilism is like just create some sort of order that's cool
0: that's cool. <laughs>
1: yeah, so that's about as deep as I've got so far <laughs> in any of my fucking uh, any of my studies around any of this shit. That's mad. Yeah, I fucking
0: I want to believe in reincarnation real bad. I really do. It's <laughs> so fucking sick. <laughs> what, what, are you you co- what are you coming back at? Um, I don't know. I I just just I guess just a another human or like an alien or some shit. That'd be dope. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to... I kind of got to see it before I can believe it, unfortunately.
1: Well, that's see, that's the problem. That's, <laughs> that's that's where the nihilism is. Is because if you get someone that's like super religious and believes in God, then they're, they're down. They yeah. just believe it. But I, I fucking genuinely wonder if anybody can ever really, really believe. Or if <sighs> it's just me. I mean... I could never believe in anything that much.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Especially like every, this year with all this fucking shit going down, like everyone believing in all these fucking satan worshippers and fucking QAnon on shit like it just made me even oh. more nihilistic i'm just like oh fucking hell like no
1: <laughs> like, it's fu- yeah yeah i don't yeah. fucking uh yeah, funny. yeah i don't know about any of uh any of that shit <laughs> you can do like you can do quite fuck man people just make too many leaps i know and I feel like it, I, I, I feel like if you follow the paper trailer shit, like you don't really need a, uh, you don't really need too much of like a weird conspiracy to think like, oh, people just want to make money.
0: Mm. Yeah, everyone has like an agenda, agenda and shit. Yeah, well, people everyone just want to make money. Like
1: I feel like it's like a basic human. That's that's part of like the survival instinct because mm. money is tied to survival. Mm. So I feel like what you see with like all that kind of shit, if it's like it's fucking corrupt and it's like it's just, like, no, it's just <laughs> a bunch of dudes trying to make like it's survival money equals survival mm. Mm. but <laughs> New York would have been weird through the corona deal yeah 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 it got pretty
0: it just it, the whole everyone like left like everyone left the whole city so it was like empty but the people all the people that like a lot of people that were left were like like struggling you know, because obviously, I mean, 30,000 people died really in like two months. Whoa. At the beginning, you know, it was awful, awful. You know, people don't understand how lucky we are here. Yeah. But yeah. Dude. It was, it was, it was, it, it it, was, um, it was really bad, you know? So obviously you can imagine the kind of, uh, anxiety chain effect, that would have on everybody in the whole city so you're just constantly you just you can't help but feel anxious you can't help but feel stressed um you can't help but feel kind of like scared kind of thing you know and then and then that's that that fear as well kind of creates like i don't know i'm i i feel like i kind of pick up on stuff like i'm kind of sensitive like energies and yeah, i'm just sensitive you know so i yeah. just like if someone's like if someone's kind of acting funny here then like it's like i just pick up on it probably i'm not sure I, I, it's relative only to me because i can't go into anybody else's body and yeah. compare but <laughs> to you it, feels, it feels quite intense yeah so yeah i just felt like i just felt like i just felt super anxious um all year kind of thing over there i just got back in december and yeah, what was, it was the decision
1: hard. to stay for so
0: long just training mm, yeah training and i oh, there was part of me that uh also felt like a responsibility like because i I, f- I feel like you know that is my like my, my community there you know like a lot of those people that gym yeah a lot of those people you know i i lived i lived i slept on the mats for like three years with all these people you know like i have like a close a very close relationship with them um and I felt almost like a disservice not to
1: stick it out. Not to
0: be there with them, help them uh through like these through the struggle, you know. So, um that was that was that was yeah, part of the part of the reason I just wanted to be there. Um and then yeah, I'm not sure. I just want I just want felt like I wanted to go back, so
1: that makes sense. Um, when you first so you said you saved up like three months worth of rent. Mm-hmm. And then where did you go stay for those first three months until and then did Marillo ask you to just like essentially just live at the gym?
0: Yeah, so yeah, I saved up and then I went and I stayed at a family friend's place. A guy who used to live with us in Australia. Yeah. He was always around Australia, now he lives there in New York. His his name's Carl. He's like a DJ. Really nice really nice dude, like super nice. Um and yeah, I stayed with him in like um in in brooklyn and uh yeah he's like just let me crash there and yeah it was cool it was cool
1: and then so after that did you was your plan that once you were there you were there or did you have to go back and forward for a bit to like figure out the whole like living situation or did you get on like a sport visa straight away or
0: yeah i just i i just was going there on tourist visas yeah i just like leave i'd go there i'd leave for like like a day sometimes and then come back and then where would you go like Abu Dhabi like yeah it, there's usually, it usually worked out because it'd be like three months then you'd have Abu Dhabi and then you'd go to Abu Dhabi fight this tournament and come back like and then you have another three months until Worlds yeah and after Worlds I'd always come home to Australia and do that I did that for like a while so I was always coming back to Australia and like when I'd come back to Australia I'd help like build like a team here you know mm. so like build like up a crew here like training with like um Ari who was like absolutely phenomenal there's like a bunch of phenomenal people here now who I've been training with since I was you know round belt purple belt yeah you'll you'll hear about them for sure because honestly like I I roll with some of these people I'm like wow you you're actually like you're one of the best in the world now like you're you're actually one of the best in the world do you know that because they haven't had a chance to compete yet yeah a black belt I'm like, what? like cause the skills there I'm like you're actually one of the best in the world so there's a few people like that now yeah like Lucas his name's Lucas Kennard. I feel like he's like one of the best in the world Tom he's still a purple he's still a purple belt but like he'll win purple belt worlds like there's this kid Varon I'm not sure if you've heard of him he's like me when I was back then he's wow. just got this crazy like this crazy one he's doing like ridiculous hours now too like This is, there's a solid crew coming up here in Australia. And, um, yeah, but yeah, anyway, when I, yeah, it was, it was just, uh, yeah, I just stayed stayed at his place for three months and then Marilla was like, you come here, sleep at the gym. So every time I come there, all I had to get was like the plane ticket. And sometimes he'd even get the plane ticket for me. Really? Yeah. He, the first time I came after, after I left, after the first trip, he brought my plane ticket back. He's like, just come back, come back as soon as possible. Bam. Brought my plane ticket no back. way. Yeah, what yeah. A dude. Yeah, legend. Legend. Legend.
1: What was it like to to commit to sleeping on the mats and live that lifestyle? Because that's as hardcore jujitsu as it gets. I was like just so happy and grateful. Yeah.
0: I was so stoked. I was like, so I was like pinching myself every day because um, it was crazy. Like the meows were sleeping on the the meows would sleep there too
1: you know and they were the dudes that initially inspired your jiu well at, at the
0: point they were like the best in the world and like it's kind of weird like what the best in the world they're sleeping on the mats like
1: yeah what the hell you know um was there just not money in it for them or were no. they not just like good with money or no
0: they save a mad money really and they, <laughs> they just want to sleep on the mats they, it's all they wanted like they you can't get them to not sleep on the mats even still I'm not sure what they're doing. No, now they're not sleeping on the mats. But at the time, you yeah. couldn't... You couldn't not get them to sleep on the mats. And they could... They could rent, like, a nice yeah, okay. place in New York, like... And be fine. They were making... They were making money at the time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they would have made some money over, the, over yeah. that period. Um, But...
0: But, yeah, it was... It was cool. It was, fu- it was... It was tough. Like, some of the toughest times of my... Everybody that lives there will tell you the same thing. It was, like, the toughest time of their life. Like, every... Every week there would be like someone else, like someone crying, you know? Really? Yeah. Like one, one person would have like a breakdown, like once a week, like in in the back room or something, you know, like you just, cause it's, cause it's hard, you're training so much and then you've got to, and then you've got to clean, you're, you're stressed out because you're getting ready for this tournament. And like, if you don't win this tournament, cause Jiu Jitsu is like this, like you have to become like, if you're trying to make a money as a competitor. Like that at the time, especially in America with all the competition stuff, or yeah. if you're from Brazil, yeah. If you want to have like a solid, like a solid, solid career in jiu-jitsu, like, I mean, you can be smart with it. There's def- like a lot of different avenues if, if you're intelligent with it, and you know you can, you know you can become like market yourself as a good teacher or yeah. Or there's definitely, like definitely a lot of potential to make money, but um, if you want to, like, have like a solid career, you only have one option, and that's to win. You know and become the best in the world so you have to like if you want to get like a sponsor and get recognized at purple belt you have to win a hundred person division at the world championship you know so you have to be like you have to be the one person in a hundred people you know to make to yeah. be able to make it and if you don't if you if you can't win these divisions then it's like sorry you're not gonna yeah you're not gonna get the sponsors because there's not yeah
1: you're you know, not to go I
0: yeah. So it's like it's a lot of pressure. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of fights you gotta win.
1: Yeah. Man, it's um it's funny too, like you'll hear guys like Gordon, like the top dudes in the sport, and then they go away from the IBJF stuff and then they do the submission only and they do all this the different kind of shit and they'll pan the they'll pan the rule set of IBJF and like even a local level you see dudes are like, Oh, we're just gonna do grappling industries. Yeah. But there is something like, I remember the first time I did um, Packs in Australia. Yeah. I'd been training, like, seven months. Yeah. And I was, like, flying... I'm, like, I'm flying down to Melbourne, and I can't lose once. Yeah. And I've only just been training. I don't know how many people are in this division. Yeah. But, like, you literally can't make a mistake. Like, you can't fuck up anything. Yeah. And then, I mean, fuck, there was probably 12 people in the division or whatever. Like, yeah. it's not a big deal. But then, yeah, to think, like, Purple Belt Worlds. Killers every single person that is going to worlds is putting in like, there's obviously levels to work, but fucking working hard at jujitsu. And they've got the resources are crazy with like the instructionals and YouTube. And there seems like there's a good black belt every at every gym. There's like a, a really good dude. Yeah. And then you've got to be that one dude that beats every single one of them.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Honestly. And like in the divisions, there'll be like, there's like 10 people. Or something. There's, like, 10 people who are maybe going to win, you know? Yeah. And you know all of them, you mm-hmm. know? So, you're, like, you've already... From the whole season, like, you know all of them. You know all the, what they do and everything like that. And then you just have to beat those 10 people. Because those... The rest of the people, you know, like... Okay, they've only been training,
1: like, two hours a day. Like, there's, no, they don't have a chance. Yeah, yeah. They don't, have, they, they don't actually don't have a chance. So, what was the... <laughs> what was some of the hardest parts about living on the mats? Like, did it... Was it just... Was there ever a – because I feel like there's kind of – if you just took a regular person and were like, oh, you sleep on the gym, the feeling that the normal person would feel is like, oh, I'm not cool. Oh, I I need a house and a car. Like I'm not going to be able to impress chicks. I'm not going to be able to – but I I don't know whether that would like carry over into jiu-jitsu because it seems like that sleeping on the mats thing is like this rite of passage to like be great. But yeah. Does that shit enter into it, or like, what is the challenges?
0: I mean, at that time, at that time, you're not thinking about anything else. Like, you just have to stay like super focused because usually you 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 know you're just in. It's just like everything's for jiu jitsu. So to be honest, like you're not going out. You know, you're not having, you're not having the fun. You have is is training. It's training. It's got to be through that. You know, which is it's you're, you're always in pain because you're training so much and um and then and then you got to like look after the gym like help like keep the gym in order because it's it was a super small gym
1: yeah so you, i was gonna say when you were sleeping on the gym it would have been the old unity right it was the old unity no one ever slept in
0: new unity by the time new unity happened we were all kind of like all wow. kind of set then we all had like
1: so there's like an og then we had a unity crew that all slept on the mats and then that stopped when the new gym so were you guys almost kind of building this gym up together even 100 percent. yeah the old the old unity will like always be remembered as like the hardest type in ronan go on youtube and just like so people can get a perspective type in what would be like it's road to road to worlds
0: um 2018
1: yeah this video this was like right when i started unity jiu-jitsu I was so fucking... I mean, obviously, like, this is just for people listening. Obviously, you were there. But I yeah. remember watching these videos and the fucking sweat and the steam and how small the room was and how fucking hard everyone was going and then jumping in the showers in between roll. I was just like... Because you don't understand how, how hot it is in there. Dude, no, I've been to New York in summer and I definitely can paint a picture. He doesn't... There's no... All, every... Every door
0: is sealed, like, airtight. Really? So no oxygen can get in. Is that on purpose? Yeah. And you're not allowed to leave... He made it... We used to, like, leave the leave the gym and go into the stairwell to get yeah. fresh air. Yeah. But he locks it. He used to lock it. Wow. So this is the only way, like, you, you have, like, uh, any sort of... Because you overheat. You touch your skin, and it's like... If you don't do this, like, you touch your skin, and it's like... So I have no it's idea boiling. what that is. That's yeah. an oven. And the humidity there's a humidity reader on the wall it's like 98 percent wow it's raining from the ceiling no
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and look at this look at that room Ronan. how crazy is that you can skip forwards a tiny yeah go like, forward keep going keep going just like go, go down a little bit and like once they get into it keep going keep going yeah you can't you can't hear Marilla's voice ever it's fucking deep yeah dude i remember hearing that first and i was like holy shit so yeah click into there young levi so yeah i think he's like drilling here at the start from memory and then the rolls. yeah so there's, there's
0: talus in there yeah
1: oh yeah know. yeah that's loud um so go forward again Ronan. Right so go like sort of towards uh keep going keep going keep going let's drill with Marilla. Once it gets into the rolls, yeah, it used to be
0: this small, tiny gym. The mats are so yeah, slippery. We're here. Now we have now it's the biggest mat space, single mat space in New York. It's so sick in there. Yeah, the
1: new the new place. So yeah, so this was just like insanely hot. So what's the like? I'm sure, oh dude. Talisman was a purple belt. Yeah, um, dude. Mentally, like, what was Marillo's thinking there?
0: He just made it, he wanted, he, he just wanted to, it was all, It a lot of it was it's like mental, mental training, yeah. you know, like he wanted you to be able to like go past like what you thought you could do sort of thing. Like, yeah. and he'd do re- when he first, when he first, like in 2015, when he first opened the gym, it was, it was fucking ridiculous. This shit he had us doing like, like dumb you know like he'd he'd have us doing like these sprint roll pyramids and shit like where it would be like okay you sprint roll one minute then you sprint roll two minutes and you sprint roll three minutes and you sprint roll four minutes and you sprint roll five minutes you sprint roll all the way up to like 10 minutes and then would go like back down like just these crazy things like at the end of the training you'd have to do 30 minutes just sprawling just 30 minutes just sprawls what without stopping and (laughs) if you stop then you're like in this room in this room with the window shut everything to this day this day we did 10 10 minute rounds Mm. after like an hour of drilling so you can imagine after 10 10 minute rounds how fucking dude how fucking sweaty and shit it is in there yeah and Murillo every training never has any water himself he doesn't drink he doesn't he doesn't leave his spot he doesn't drink water wow no matter what (laughs) what a gnarly motherfucker yeah no one no one knows why he doesn't drink water he should drink water probably yeah, definitely uh, definitely drink water when you train yeah I definitely like <laughs>
1: that. and so what was the setup so like where did you guys sleep like so did you just have like bedding equipment and shit up yeah top? so
0: in that back room there was our beds were all on top of all in the back room and we just take out our mattresses and put them here I used to sleep like right I sleep like right there like just like before the square that yeah, was like right. my spot no shit and then after training we'd have to Cleaning those mats fucking sucked. I used to go to the gym across the road, the New York Sports Club. Mm. It all help? I'd had a membership there. The gym paid for. I'd have a shower there. And then um, after I had a shower there, I'd steal the towels. Yeah. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Every day I'd steal two towels, put them in my bag and go back to... Go back to the gym. We'd have to get squidgies. It was so disgusting. It makes me feel sick. We had to get squidgies. Squidgy, the piles, the puddles of sweat into these into these puddles into these giant puddles and then we had this industrial grade water vacuum which we'd put on we'd have to fill up this four liter water water vacuum i kid you not about three or four times of sweat of sweat empty that into the toilet use the stolen towels i had from new york sports club dry the mats <laughs> dry the mats the rest then clean it would take it would take a fuck ton of time every day and the toilets were rank because cunts were like just that tired in between rounds that they'd just be like pissing everywhere pissing over <laughs> the seats people would be throwing up in the toilets so it'd be like throw up fucking <laughs> shit piss everywhere it was just rank and the the hardest thing about sleeping there because you're sleeping on the mats in that space in the middle of summer especially when it's just hot and humid as fuck New York's different too Because there's no fucking breeze You get fucking staph infections mm. That's the worst That's when That's when, That's when. when you call home And you're like fuck up I, I don't know if I can do this Like I think I'm gonna quit How many moments of that Like that did you have over there? Like every time I got a staph infection Really? <laughs> every time I got in staph infection Or some fucking pink eye oh. one, day, one day I was staying at the gym I got fucking pink eye That's the worst thing Because If you get pink eye you get quarantined. Aww. I was like, okay, bye, which was actually nice because, like, you get a bit of a breath. You get a hotel. He you books your hotel. You go stay at a hotel. But wow, um, ear infections were always getting fucking ear infections, fucking pink eye, fucking stuff. It was hard times until 2018. That's when um, we all kind of moved out of there. Yeah. So no one was really living in the in that 2018. It was end of 2018 we moved to the new place but by like mid 2018 we all kind of moved we all kind of moved out because um because uh it was more opportunities rising for us at the time we kind of grinded through like at, at brown belt when i started winning everything that's when it was like things started to change a little bit um and we were all kind of getting up like getting our names like up there sort of thing and uh around that time someone gave the tip to the DOB department of buildings and they basically came and like raided the place at really? like 2am. And it was like, yeah, after that they were like, Oh, you can't like stay here anymore. Then that's when we actually had to move everything. Everyone had to get out, get out of the gym.
1: So essentially you were just homeless in New York for years. I mean, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. And that was the, it's the most gangster way to be homeless in New York. It
0: is. It is probably, um, but, yeah, in fucking... And right in, where, where this gym was on 37th Street, it's hectic as well because that gym is small. It's so busy. You have, like, 70 people on the mat sometimes at night. You're right in the middle of the most busy place in the universe. You know, so it's like... What's it, it around you? It just you, wears yeah. you down. Um, Times Square is two blocks up the road. Okay. yeah. The uh, Empire State Buildings, like, yep. literally two yep. blocks down the other way. Um, you know, it's... that's smack dead center in midtown
1: yeah
0: you know what a fucking life yeah it's funny <laughs> it was funny is it crazy to funny think, times is it
1: crazy now when you look back at it like obviously you've won now as a black belt and then you got your world title is it crazy to look back and be like holy fuck i can't believe i did that yeah
0: i mean now when i look back i was like oh it's kind of fun but like I remember thinking, like I remember one day, like crying, and I'm like, like I started laughing to myself. I'm, like, I'm probably gonna think this was fucking fun one day, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. Fun. It was definitely actually. Now it's a lot funner. Now I have a much better time in. New- <laughs> now I have a much better time in New York. Yeah, definitely, I'll say that.
1: So you got your own. So now you got your own pad.
0: Yeah, no, I got my own pad, like, I got, um... Did you...
1: So, sorry to interrupt you. No. So, you won that spider comp in Korea, which is Mm a $100,000 first prize. Yeah. Did that just completely change your life? Mm. Or were you doing better up to that point?
0: No, it... No, definitely, it definitely, it definitely changed a lot of things for me, for sure. But, like, um... Man, like, it goes. Yeah. It goes quick, you know? So yeah you gotta be you gotta be smart like I like you can you can you can make you can make money in jiu-jitsu though yeah now there's 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 ways but you gotta you gotta be you gotta be smart about it yeah like um um but like yeah 100 grand like it's so hard to become the best in the world at something you know mm-hmm. it's fucking so hard to become the best in the world at something like I think it's important for like it's it's super important that that tournaments start paying that, you know, mm. like that, 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 can pay that. Like IBJJF should be paying for worlds. They make so much money.
1: Yeah. You th- so they do make a bunch. Well, Oh, they'd be making millions of dollars. Yeah. You think it's that level? Cause oh, I just f- don't know that much about that side of oh, it. they'd be making so much pretend. money.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of people be salty. IBJJF like, um, yeah. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. There's a lot. Cause it's just a lot of entries, right? Yeah. Just like, Even just for that one weekend at Worlds, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's yeah. I think I think I think more and more now. Like it's interesting to see how things are gonna go, but um, I'm hoping to see like more things like Spider and like you know there should there should be there should be there should be more stuff like that because you know as athletes they, they deserve it you know
1: yeah and the thing is is there's so many just everyday people that do jiu-jitsu so all many. over the world Yeah, so there's many. so many like to think about what this podcast does in terms of like the motocross world and mm. the numbers that you can hit just in that mm. and there would be more i would guarantee there'd be more people doing jiu-jitsu than motocross yeah right and this guys making millions man mm. like mm. millions i mean i'm sure gordon's making millions yeah um and there'd be some dudes like locky doing that seminar tour after he did adcc would have fucking killed it yeah and rightfully so yeah and for sure fuck there's there's almost a little bit of that too where and this happens just everywhere that people don't really want to see the top dudes make that much money they don't really want to see the people that have earned it kind of make it if yeah. everyone else isn't but it's like i really don't see the problem because you're right like if you're like if you're gordon ryan and you're doing what he's doing to everybody and then you're giving that knowledge to people and you're like, Yeah, you should be making a bunch of cash.
0: Yeah, and it's important it's it it's important for the entire hierarchy of jiu-jitsu. Yes. That the people at the top make a lot of money. Because if the it, like for instance like if you're the best in the world and you're undercharging for like a private lesson or something, mm. let's say you're the best in the world and you charge like you charge like two hundred dollars. You're a you're a black belt world champion, you're the best in the world in your division and you charge two hundred dollars or something or $250 for a private lesson, mm. you know, that fucks up everybody else. Yeah. That true. fucks up. Like, cause that takes away everybody else's worth below you. You know, mm. then all of a sudden this kid who's struggling living off like $200 a month from Brazil, living in, on the mats, you know, if you're the best in the world and he, cause the best, the best purple belts in the world, they deserve credit. They're fucking good. Mm. You know, like they're really, really good. Like, they should be able to make money too. So if you're charging, if you're 250 charging, you're the best in the world, charging $200 for a private or something like that, then
1: you're cutting the knees out of the dude.
0: Yeah. Then they can't, they can't, what, what's, what's their worth? You know, Mm. you set, you set, if you're the best, you set everybody's worth automatically.
1: Yeah. 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 You set that pay scale. Yeah. From the top. That's why I think one of the cool things, I mean, I feel like Gordon's kind of doing that a little bit in a way. Like he's definitely demanding like, x amount of cash and like wanting to put up big dollars for shit and i feel like once that becomes normal um then yeah you probably will it's just probably the way he's doing it is weird yeah um but yeah you are right like it it does have to sort of come from the top but man like i think about it in terms of um like it's something i think about all the time in in motocross like because we got influence in that lane and Mm. we can we can in a way or the dudes are doing the work the dudes are doing the ride and the dude that like the riders are sort of everything but mm. the way that you report on them and the way that you talk about them and the way that you mm. celebrate them and the, the things that you highlight and you, you can you can like the way that i guess you can cover the sport you can kind of normalize a dude making a heap of cash you can normalize the fact that he's worth that whereas i feel yep. like a lot of time in sport a lot of well, I know in motocross, like as soon as a dude goes out and spends some money, everyone just jumps down his throat. Like even yeah, right. Like Casey Stoner is like fucking one of Australia's greatest sportsmen ever. Yeah, right. And like he said, his whole career he was like so scared to spend any money because yeah. he didn't want to get like fucking cut down by like that's media. Ridiculous. Yeah, it is though, right? But it's I guess it's kind of like an easy story for whoever's you know yeah, making dumb. the making the fucking c- controlling the narrative. Yeah, ew yeah which is fucking which is weird but yeah I feel like um I definitely feel like with the popularity of jujitsu like it's just like a, I guess a a catch up phase where like it Mm. will eventually catch up Mm. but you're right Mm. it's up to the athletes as well to kind of stand their ground on that sort of shit
2: Mm. Mm.
1: because you are professionals
0: yeah yeah it's getting there I think I think I think in the next five years it'll grow a lot too yeah definitely I I
1: think so um You were talking about Murillo in the when we were training today. Yeah, that motherfucker sounds like um, he's on some different shit. (laughs) The people, uh, uh, do do you think the average person knows how? Like the average jujitsu person knows how gnarly Murillo is.
0: No, no, no one, no one understands. The only people that understand, um, are like the best. You know. Yeah. The best, like, like. Everybody that everybody that is trained with him understands, you know, <laughs> like Leandro Loi understands, like Bushashi understands, Felipe Pena, they understand, you know, but um, but the guys, no one trains more than Murillo. No one has put in, no one has put in more energy into Jiu Jitsu than Murillo has. I would say, I would confidently say, no one has done that.
1: Isn't that hectic in a sport that is just like? like there's a fucking brazilian word for working hard you know what i mean like that's literally a culture pojada yeah it's like a thing and to be the dude that stands out amongst those fucking savages to be the guy that is like outworking some of the gnarliest people in the world how do you be that guy you gotta be like it's yeah i think it's a tough tough
0: road you know like I don't know if it's something that you really want, mm. because it's it's it looks, it looks painful,
2: mm.
0: really painful, <laughs> and hard, and just crazy, like just crazy to be honest. But you gotta respect it, you know, mm. because it is like, it is something different. Like like we're saying, like, like the guy has not missed a day of training, in thirteen years. You know, I've seen him literally come back the day of assault shoulder surgery and come on the mats and drill with one arm, you know, just train, just train with one arm, just like in a sling, like just fresh off the table. Like he's been in a hospital with blood infections connected to an IV antibiotic drip. He's training. Like he has someone come into the hospital and he's doing guillotines on them. You know, <laughs> it's like unheard of like ridiculous stuff. Yeah. You know? And, um, like that he's that's why he's he's respected in the jitsu community is very respected because, yeah. um, because because of yeah what he what he what he puts in and what and um you know
1: he's good he's a good coach well you can't he knows f- a lot you can't fake um well you can't fake respect but you yeah. also can't fake leadership like there's no. Nobody mm. that's a good leader is a mm. fake leader. Mm. If You're you're either like a shit leader or mm. you're a fucking good leader. Mm. And to be... Like, could you imagine the position? Like, let's say fucking Murillo goes to you. Hey, Levi, it's your gym now. No. I'm, I'm, I'm dipping. And then you imagine the pressure you would have to feel to lead that group of fucking savages. Because you kind of... To be respected, you've got to be the guy that can go harder than anybody go longer than anybody and set that like you said that you know a pyramid type deal and then set that standard but then be able to do it yourself or even like the mental things of not drinking water while everyone else is drinking water and getting in the shower
0: yeah yeah it's just it's insane like he's been working harder than everybody for like you know like longer like he's been a black belt for like thirteen
1: years or something, you know, doing this. It's insane, eh? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, the you'd look at a guy like him and you'd think like, damn, there's like a hard, cold man. Couldn't have a heart in there. <laughs> but obviously it's like the exact opposite. Yeah. No, he he, he,
0: he cares. Like he, he has his own he has his own way of um of showing it, you mm-hmm. know. But he he he, he genuinely like he does, like, want to help. He wants to help people's lives improve through jujitsu. you know? That's his, that's his goal, mm. you know? Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Today, this year was fucking... Last year was rough. Last was it was rough w- on him, you think? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a rough year. It was a rough year. Because the gym, you know, like we said, like, rent in on 14th Street is not cheap. It was tough for every business, for sure. But for jiu-jitsu businesses... Like, most gyms in New York shut down. Mm. Most gyms in New York shut down. Marcelo Garcia shut down. Really? Yeah. Wow. Shut down. Um, so
1: did he lose that spot? Yeah. Whoa. Yeah,
0: gyms, gyms, gyms gone. Um, a lot of gyms, like big gyms in the city, are, are gone. Unity's still going, but just and because, because Murillo, you know? Yeah. It was fucking... It was um, yeah. It was crazy, crazy times. Does he have like a family crazy and shit? Times. Uh, I mean, he had um. I mean, yeah. He has he has family in 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 America. Yeah, he has family in America. Um, but you know, like he just he's just doing jiu jitsu all day. Like if if you're not if you're not in the gym doing jiu jitsu with him then you're not, you're not hanging out with Merlo much. Yeah, really? You know, it's like that, you know? Fuck, what a gnarly dude, eh? Yeah. 13
1: years, man.
0: Yeah, I think it's even longer, something like that, I don't know. That was like
1: 13 years, like three years ago or some shit, so it's fucking... So, (laughs) so, (laughs) that, that environment though, like you would have had to have thought that, I guess, does it take the pressure off to even like, or like not the pressure, but take the guesswork out of being a world champion. You're like, oh, now I'm in this room. I just got to like be the hardest worker in the room and then it's good.
0: Yeah. Like it's very easy to gauge like where you're at, you know, because you can just be like, okay, how am I going with this person? This is the best person in the world this way. This is the best person this way. So am I going pretty good with this person? Okay. I guess I'm here. You know, Mm -hmm. you can gauge easily. Like you have a very clear understanding of exactly Where you stand, kind of thing, you know. But that being said, you go into the competition, and it's completely different. There's a difference between, like, like just being good jiu-jitsu in the gym and like winning Mm. in tournament. Because that's that's a completely different. You have to find, you have to find out how to do that. Mm. Because it's yeah for you because um because it's different. It's different. The stress and the it's just different yeah it's completely different
1: yeah the thing that the thing that I've found doing competitions with jujitsu more than anything else like just the consequences internally yeah I mean the consequences of a motocross race are way gnarlier. like if oh. you get if you get that wrong like that's a fucking super bad day yeah, but like, you know so <laughs> it's, it's so awful yeah like <laughs> oh so God, externally man. like the consequences are gnarly but I didn't give a fuck to lose yeah yeah But when I, like, go to a jiu-jitsu tournament, it's, like... Like, in my head, I'm not there to enjoy it. I'm not there to... Like, it's not fun for me. I'm (laughs) only there to win and leave. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't give, like... And I've said before, you know, you always... Especially, like, local shit, it just drags out. you there all day. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I want to, like, get there, walk on the mat, and then walk off. Yeah. And then that's it. Like, I just... It's only... To me, I I didn't even know. Like, and and when you think about it, you're like, why do that? Why would why would you? If it's so uncomfortable, like, why do that? But there is something really crazy to be said for like making yourself that fucking uncomfortable. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. Like, it's it's it is empowering. Like, when you like step into it, like, because after you know, it's like after you. Even if you lose just a tournament, like you feel like you feel pretty like chill after because like you feel like you've really just like conquered something you know Mm. and um yeah there's something about like stepping into that and it's kind of cliche but like stepping into that uncomfortable feeling that's like that's just like so empowering it just makes you feel like you know Mm. makes you feel makes you feel good or like if especially like if you have if you have doubts or something and then and then, and then, and then you win or something like that. And there's no better feeling like that. Like I remember before, before spider, for some reason, I just like, I had all these, um, I had all these like just doubts, like flooding into my, into my mind. Like I couldn't control them. Like I just like kept like uncontrollably, like I, I just like have like an image of like me getting knee butt, like me getting like tapped, like while I'm yeah. like waiting in like the, in the up area, you yeah. know, to go fight. And I'm like, fuck, like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, it just, like, kept popping into my head. And, like, I'm trying to, like, like, just, you know, just, like, focus on my breath and, like, but, like, these doubts just popping into my head. I'm like, fuck, like, okay, you know what, like, if I can win today, then, like, I can prove to myself and I can prove to everybody else, like, that these doubts don't mean shit you know and then it was like i got like this mad motivation from that yeah you know just like overcome like this like own self-doubt and like not just for myself like to be able to like be like yo like if even if you're having like doubts like mad doubts about this shit like uncontrollably it doesn't matter like like you can still win yeah and then it's it's it the win is so much more meaningful Mm. you know so that win for me was like i was i was stoked about the money but I was like at when I when I first when I first like um when I first won I was like fuck like I just felt like like incredible because I felt like I just stomped the fuck on like all those doubts like and it felt like 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 kinda fuck you kinda me kinda thing, you know? <laughs> fuck you me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, it makes sense. I um one of the things that helped me with um and again i'm gonna fully acknowledge for anybody listening and be like why are you talking to fucking levi about competing in jiu-jitsu like, no dude everyone's but, got their own coping mechanisms yeah i start. feel like it's that everyone would feel the same feeling regardless of the level for sure and Man, like my headspace that really helped me with competitions was i would just think like because i just get crazy dude every time i like book to compete get like crazy anxiety like the mm. feeling in my stomach just from booking yeah. like my palms get sweaty just from clicking like accept book now this is you're yeah. doing this tournament and That's all of it. our local shit closes on like wednesday night before the comp and i just pay a late fee every time i've never signed up even national championships right ev- everything <laughs> i've ever done i've always paid the late fee and i've it. always fucking signed up lot like, because i'm like not convinced that i'm gonna do it yeah and then uh but one thing that really fucking helped me, I was like, dude, of all these competitions that you've done, mm-hmm. you've done them, mm-hmm. but you've dealt with this like crazy anxiety, mad doubts. Like what happens if I'm going to lose? I didn't, I never wanted to invite friends or family because mm-hmm. I just didn't want to fucking lose in front of people. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, this would be terrible for me. Like, <laughs> I just want to do this by myself alone. And like, I'm over it. I'll yeah. fucking get there and leave. Yeah. But I was like, man, you've done all of these matches Mm. you've done all of these competitions Mm. you've traveled for them you've driven for them you've had these same feelings every time but every time you've competed Mm. so if you're gonna do it just fucking do it yeah and that like that's the conversation that i have with myself i'm like you've signed up do it don't like you're not backing out even with all this fucking crazy shit going on in your head yeah so if you know that you will step on the mat and you will Mm. fucking slap hands with whoever it is Mm. then don't torture yourself for the fucking week before it Yeah. (laughs) what's the point you are going to compete and if you don't want to compete don't fucking compete and I just it sounds simple but that was like the one thing where it just seems like it made it easier for me because I just get so stuck in in like exactly the same shit that that you were saying Mm. (laughs) yeah but it seemed to work that's cool That's fucking sharp. do it but then you can watch like you watch some people like yeah like Craig mm. when he competes you're just like he just looks like he does not give a fuck like just I get chilling. some dudes kind of like have that gear in them too mm. right mm-hmm. just chill yeah just training but never I wonder if like because he hasn't won worlds he hasn't won 80 oh, I think he won worlds like purple belt and shit right yeah maybe. he won he
0: won nogi well it's a purple belt yeah yeah yeah
1: but i guess like yeah maybe those dudes that it, it kind of comes easier to maybe maybe yeah. you need those like crazy because and i mean maybe he just d- does feel it but just masks it but maybe you need that crazy anxiety to like push you forward yeah
0: yeah who yeah it'd be interesting to see um i mean no yeah he's he's Craig's a veteran, you know. Yeah. He's a veteran. He's been in the sport like, like longer than me. He was fighting world since before me at purple belt. In the yeah. yeah. He's, he's had his. He's he's been he's been training hard and competing,
1: for a long time. Maybe you're just seeing like full on experience. Yeah, though. you're just
0: you're like yeah, you're seeing like at like the, the pinnacle. Yeah. Like, the the at, very at the, end at the, at, the, at the sweet at the sweet part, yeah, you know. Yeah. Now it's all, like he's broke through, you know. Yeah. But, like it's like. again so do you feel like you've had that moment um yeah sort of like like I feel like the dog days I mean obviously now training for me is it's like now it's like more like enjoyable you know like I feel like I've I've gotten I've gotten those lessons you know yeah and it's like enjoyable but for there's there's always gonna be like there's always gonna be challenges like you know being an athlete is hard but But I I do, I do, I do appreciate, I do appreciate, um, Craig's like nonchalant approach. Yeah. I'd love to have that. Yeah. It's, 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 it's great. Like it doesn't matter if you win or lose. Like it's, it's great. And really it's, it's jiu-jitsu. Yeah. It doesn't really matter if you, (laughs) if you win or lose, to be honest. Like, yeah, it's chill. It's more about like creating like cool techniques and like, you know, just, you know, but we, it's it's it was like a different mindset at the time because of of the struggle of sleeping on the mats and like Mm. trying to like make it like it's just you're just in a different mindset altogether when when you're in that position you know Mm. you're not because because it's it was about because it does matter then if you if you win or lose you know yeah because you gotta get you gotta get your name out there to you know some people have to some people have to support their families back yeah back in brazil and like this is their this is their thing they've chosen that's the basket to do it you know yeah. and it's like that, that 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 you can't be as it's harder it's much harder to be more nonchalant about it because there's a there's there's more writing there's it. more risk yeah, you know yeah. it's like you've you know but now it's yeah once you do get your name out there and you there's there's avenues for you to take you know you don't have to win everything to make money. Yeah. You know, you can you can take some, you know, like and he's he's, you know, obviously he wins a lot. He's yeah. pound for pound
1: one of the best in the world, Nogi. Yeah, you know, um, but it's cool too. With like, I feel like Craig's legacy will probably be more so his personality. Yeah, hundred percent. Because. I mean, not like I've been in jiu-jitsu for so like a real long time but you just see that dude doing mega personality and it's almost yeah. like he's memeing himself yeah. at every opportunity yeah. that he gets it's perfect and then that's created all of these avenues like dude when I first started jiu-jitsu like, I was obsessed with Craig's shit yeah because I was just like he's the fuck. that's the coolest dude in jiu-jitsu like there's no one that's doing it cooler than him
0: yeah because he's it was just
1: all personality I didn't give a fuck what he won
0: he's yeah yeah but he has beaten like a lot of the best in the world. Yeah. We, at the same time. Yeah. In like a very nonchalant manner. So it's, it's very appealing. Yeah. It's true. It's Very huh? appealing. Yeah. Yeah. When you're on the outside. Appealing. Yeah. Yeah. it's it's dope. It's dope. If yeah. So whenever someone makes something look easy, it's fucking sick.
1: Yeah, that is true. It's that is true. Sick. Um. So, have you announced any of your like ADC stuff? Is that like a thing that people know that is on your radar? not really is that something we're cutting from the podcast <laughs> yeah no no I've
0: um yeah I'm working like like since I got back here I started going and train a bunch with Lachlan and then like kind of Lachlan kind of opened my mind because um I always thought like again we're talking about this in the car but like I always thought for Nogi I had to change my game to like play more like inside like position and all this kind of stuff but um Lachlan was like nah you you still like the same th- used to your game, like just play like outside like position, like, like there's these entries here. This leads to this, like this leg lock, bam, like they go like inside. You can just like bolo out of it, bam, like, and it works like perfectly for my game. You know, there's just like tiny little things I have to adjust here and there. So that like kind of like motivated me. And then like I had this whole, like a new kind of like, um, world open up where it was like, like, like no, something I, like, like it's already, it's already there. Like I've already got like a, I've, I've seen change a few things, you know?
1: But whereas before that you thought you were going to have to start from zero.
0: I thought I had to change all these things, like change like my whole game, like start playing different guards and stuff. But it's like, nah, like you just, cause Lachlan's game is kind of Nogi, his guard game. It's kind of similar to mine. Like the same kind of entries, the entries, mm. are, the entries are similar, you know? Now he's doing more bolo stuff as well, which is obviously even more, more your shit more up my more up my alley but um but yeah yeah so it's exciting like yeah so I'm just I'm focusing a lot on that um been talking been talking to the guys at ADCC I'm
1: gonna I'll be there what weight division do you think you'll do 77
0: yeah yeah 77 yeah 77 probably that's like perfect weight for me do you think um be good to get put on the opposite side of the bracket is Lachlan. Yeah. That wouldn't, that would that would suck. Yeah. Um, I'm against yeah, I'm sure we can, I'm sure we'll figure it out yeah. some, some way they'll we'll, we'll sort us up good on the bracket. But, um, but yeah. And just like super, like honestly, like there's, there's money in these, in these nogi fights. Yeah, There's money in these nogi fights. And honestly, like a lot of the, a lot of these, these, um, you know, a lot of the nogi people coming up, like, like I feel like they they haven't had the same fundamental base yeah. that you've had to that you have to create, like getting to become the best in the world in the gi. Yeah, I I think like it's a different animal. It's ho- It's harder. Yeah, it's harder. And you ask these these nogi people, they'll tell you the same thing. Like it's fucking hard. Yeah, it's hard to become the best in the world in the in the gi because everything has to be on point because if you fuck up one tiny thing like someone makes a grip and capitalizes on they capitalize on the position completely yeah you know I'm not taking away from anyone that's fucking the best in the world no gi
1: I can feel that at a local level of blue belt jiu-jitsu like I feel I feel way safer in no gi than in the gi I feel like obviously working on the guard stuff like my guard is in trouble in the gi constantly yeah because you just get, you lose a grip and then it's over and there's no you're not sliding out of it you're not at the, there's not like the sweat it just feels dangerous like yeah. I feel like I have to be way more on my shit in the gi guard retention if you got good
0: guard retention no gi you got fucking if, I mean sorry if you got good guard retention in the gi you got some fucking great guard retention no gi yeah Cause it's hard, It's just harder it's harder to pass it's harder to capitalize like on, on yeah. in close space yeah it just is
1: Yeah. I mean, that's one of the, that's kind of one of like the weird things in the sport, right? Is that, and it's, uh, I guess you see it in like a bunch of different sports where they're going to like these more kind of like for TV kind of, um, you know, they're building a sport around like TV and entertainment as mm. opposed to like the traditional how it started, like in motocross, like yeah, do you race motocross. It's 30 minute motos. It's in the summer. It's two two 30 minute motos. You race them for 60 minutes. Fucking brutal. The track mm. gets rough. It's it's an intense experience. Mm. And then you put it into a stadium mm. with half the amount of people. Mm. One 20 minute race, mm. and it's like nowhere near as physically demanding mm. and that's just where the sport goes that's where the money goes that's mm. where but you're like to be the outdoor champion to win the motocross it's kind of like being the gi dude and nogi and you get these guys where they're like i just want to ride supercross and they cool. make all the money and yeah. they get all the fucking they get all the yeah all the shine it's kind of you see it in in like kind of a lot of sports mm. you know but for someone like you that's invested your entire career in the gi mm. and then you have like <laughs> a bunch of you dudes are making fuck all money yeah and then you like, see like the no gi dudes that you know they kind of yeah like Nicky Ryan for example like he probably wouldn't have put on a gi since he was a purple belt yeah it's fucking gnarly and like good yeah. on him not taking anything away from him 100%. but it's like it's a different lane and like when you're on the other side of the fence doing these like brutal IBJF tournaments and grinding to like get that number one in the world spot yeah you must be looking over the fence like you fucking serious? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck this. Like I'm coming for that Nogi money. (laughs) Get that Nogi paper. Yeah.
0: Get that Nogi money. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: fucking makes sense. Yeah. Fuck it. But is that like a point of frustration at times?
0: I mean, honestly, because honestly, not really, because I was kind of just like, I had a goal. Mm. You know, I set one goal at the beginning, at the very beginning. to become the best in the world in the gi. In my weight division you know mm. that was my goal beat lucas leprey best in the world lightweight yeah Beat, you know um so i had i had to i had to focus on that like just focus on that focus on that focus on that and then yeah but now i'm just like i just want to like put on like cool performance performances you know i just want to yeah. like express like my jiu-jitsu put it out there and like I wanna fight Nogi, it looks fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. It looks fun. Um it looks mad fun. So with um your so your black belt career, so for the people that aren't like jujitsu aficionados. Yeah. So you win brown belt worlds, get yeah. get your black belt, and yeah. then you just rip the fucking ass out of the black belt division right until was it the finals at Worlds? No. I got I got disqualified
0: first was it first second round second round. round? second round it was i got dq'd i got dq'd i know so that's like
1: yeah that was but to backtrack yeah so lucas lapree is the goat of lightweight Gee.
0: yeah he's the current lightweight world champion he won he won that year um
1: yeah and then and so your your first few tournaments you end up coming up against lucas
0: yeah so i yeah it was just yeah first was that your first one my second tournament at Blackbird. I competed the week before Yeah Um Just like a warm up tournament And then I fought Europeans Yeah Which is like one of the f- Five majors in IBJJF And then I had Leprey in the final He was just like On a tear that tournament And like he was like Made it to like The open weight Finals and everything And um You know Getting mad like media, It was kind of perfect Um I fought Gianni Grippo The fight In the semi-final Yeah Beat him um, and then, yeah, coming up against Lepre. Yeah, super. Like, I was just like... It just all felt like right, you know?
1: And then... um Do you believe in, like, storylines and shit? Like, when you're... You're kind of... Because I always look for storylines and shit. And I feel like, fuck, this is like a... This is a story. Like, this is this is how it's supposed to go. Yeah. It, this reads like a fucking book. Yeah. And, you know, you lose more than you win yeah at worlds and then finally put brown belt and then black belt it's reads like a fucking book yeah
0: yeah it was it was good it was good yeah it was it was amazing I just remember like just standing there like just felt this felt like 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 kind of like I felt like really solid that day you know kind of like unshake kind of thing and then um yeah beat Leprey. I beat that year I beat the The current I beat the person that won The lightweight world championship I beat the person that won The featherweight world championship And I beat the person that won The middleweight world championship All those three divisions That year I beat them in In the same year Arges and and Mateus Gabriel I beat them at Spider Yeah And then Lepre I beat at Europeans Um But but yeah, Worlds. Worlds was definitely like a big goal of mine. So it was, it was, it was heartbreaking when I got when I got, yeah, DQ in the second round. But looking back, it was a good thing because it helped me get ready for Spider. Like, it helped, it helped my motivation for Spider.
1: Yeah. Mm. So when you when you beat Lucas mm-hmm. in your head, did that make you the best in the world?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I'm like, I'm the best lightweight in the world well I already thought that like from the beginning yeah yeah so going into that going into the tournament like going into the tournament I'm like okay no matter what happens I'm gonna leave here thinking of myself as the best in the world yeah you know even if I lose first fight I'm still gonna I'm still gonna leave here thinking I'm the best in the world
1: but then then beating Lucas Lepre definitely makes that more of like it's in the real world (laughs) now. yeah
0: yeah it was definitely it it was
1: it was it was it was surreal
0: on one hand but it also felt like so normal cuz i was so i was so used to visualizing it and imagining it mm. like i'd 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 beaten him so many times in my head already mm. you know or i just like had been at that level so many times in my head already cuz i had this kind of ritual happening you know so it wasn't like it was it was a great feeling like i was like super happy but at the same time i was like
1: i was like used to that i was so used to that feeling already you know <laughs> like <laughs> That's insane to be, to get that feeling that dialed in. Yeah. I was obsessed with it. Like the, so like the, like meditating on that feeling, like that become an obsession as well. Yeah. It, it almost became, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like, I would do it all the time. If I was
0: like slightly down or something, I just like, I just like imagine to like, and I like, try to imagine like really clearly until I'd be like tearing up. <laughs> like some weird shit
2: (laughs) dude But it's
1: sort of like I mean fuck this goes to what we were saying in the car it takes you got like the circle of normal yeah (laughs) and then it's like everyone's the the majority of people are living in that circle that you would call normal yeah and then once you step out into weird yeah (laughs) you're weird for a minute you're weird for a hot minute sometimes yeah and then more and more people start to step out of that circle with you yeah and then all of a sudden the circle just engulfs those people and weird's not weird anymore it's just fucking another normal
0: yeah I guess so yeah 100% but it
1: takes those people like if you if if no one's ever stepping out of that fucking circle then everything's staying normal yeah that's a good point so I feel like you should not worry about that shit being (laughs) weird and celebrate that shit
0: yeah no I do I do I'm sucked I don't I don't like yeah now I'm just chilling though now I'm like, now I'm just
1: like, I'm just, so do I you, don't know. do you feel, do you feel like you have to win that black belt world championship to kind of like complete that, like bookend it? I don't,
0: I don't, I don't, I don't really feel, I feel like I will. Yeah. Like I'm pretty certain. I'm actually very certain, but I don't, I feel like, I feel like last year, especially like my values changed a lot. Mm. My values changed completely. Like I changed everything last year. Like, I um, I don't know. Like I value, like I, I think I, I would have changed values for a lot of people last mm-hmm. year. You know, but now like more important. I know it's this is cliche again, but like you know more important things to me about like is like you know it, like um kind of like expressing myself and like getting to like understand people and like having like close like relationships with people. Like that's kind of. Like human connection Mm. has become like a higher, um, value for me than like just winning, just getting that world title, you know? So, um, just because last year obviously was, was brought everything kind of bigger picture. You know, you can't be like, you can't, you can't be very, um, like, uh, I don't know. Last year's last year was an eye opener last year brought like for sure a lot of people feel the exact same way yeah you know they it's 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 there's there's bigger picture kind of kind of stuff like not saying that you know following your dreams isn't big picture that's 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 big picture stuff too you got to do it but like i don't know
1: if that can't I guess, be like I guess the everyone, exclusion of all other things
0: i guess everyone has to determine what their own values mm. what their own values are what they value the most you know and everyone there's there's no right or wrong way i don't think there's any right yeah things to value more than others but for me personally they changed slightly for me where it's more about like yeah like i said like human connection that kind of what brought that (laughs) on you (laughs) that kind of shit
1: um you know just because it's like obviously there's a circumstance there that brings it on so you're in like this weird circumstance global pandemic but like what's the thinking like you know what i mean the internal shit that pops up and you're like "Mm, fuck probably should look at that
0: I guess it's... I guess it's more just kind of going in depth into, like, the... Like, the kindness kind mm. of stuff towards yourself, you know, like... You know, like, it... Like, you... It... it, You just... You don't have to put so much pressure on yourself or you have to, like... This is, like, the only thing that will, like... <laughs> make you happy, you know, if, like, you're the... Mm. You know, like... It's chill. Like, you're doing... You're doing great. Like, no matter what, you've, you're doing great. Like, everything's good. You're doing awesome. Like... And, like, just saying like, my... My friends as well Like You know Just like Getting to know other people better as well Like And like Kind of like Like Seeing like How you would talk to your own friends You know Kind of mm. thing Like you would never be like Like that Like Like you have to get this Like No matter what Or you're like Not good enough You know Kind of thing Like I would never Talk to any of My friends like that mm. You know So um I don't know Just I guess like Being there This year Like forced myself and like a lot of my friends as well like just, you had to like just like be there for one another because mm. everyone was going through a really tough time so just like being there for each other um um and like being there for other people helped me like kind of um be more com- like compassionate in a mm. way towards myself because I felt like like I wouldn't talk to myself like like I wouldn't I wouldn't talk to my friends, like, I would... Yeah, talk to yourself. Talk to myself like that, putting yeah. that pressure on myself. Like, I would love, like, my cl- close, close, close friends and family, like, I would love no matter what, like, kind of fucking shit they did, like, no matter what decisions they make, like, I support them no matter their failures, like, blah, 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 you know? <laughs> Not without getting, like, too corny and shit, but, like, you know.
1: It's a fucking good message, though. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, I'm sure when the meaning like a lot of your meaning was a- attached around like winning and like being the best in the world and i guess it's probably perfect timing to kind of fulfill some of that externally and then go into this Could, because as an athlete there's like the next comp the next comp yeah. the next comp the next comp yeah and it you stop. can it's like a little um mini echo chamber and it's like if you win then great there's another comp and yeah. then you're you've got this winning mentality that you're taking into this next comp yeah. and then if you lose then you're taking you've got this now mentality from losing that you're taking into the next comp yeah but it's like it seems like the a couple of boxes got ticked over there mm. pandemic happens mm. and then there's like not as much meaning surrounding being the best in the world like oh, that yeah. kind of got taken away and then it's like, all right, well, I can't compete. That that distraction's not there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where's the meaning in this? Yeah. That's kind of what it sounds That's like.
0: That's a perfect point. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, it's true. Like, jiu-jitsu got taken away from us completely. I didn't train for three months, you know? Really? Three months straight? Yeah, like, three months I didn't train because we we're in lockdown. So there was there was an identity crisis there. Because yeah. Because so much of your identity is attached to this yeah. thing that you do. Like, I... I I was getting so much of my um my self validation, so much of my self esteem and everything like this from being like like the best in the world, you know? Like okay, I'm the best in the world now. I can finally like like accept myself or whatever, blah blah yeah. blah, blah. And then all of a sudden jutsu is like taken away from me. And it doesn't it doesn't matter, you know? Like it just it just doesn't matter like and then and then it's like it's like a bit of like an identity crisis and like you're like you're, like, looking, you're, like, oh, what the fuck? Like, oh, like, no, like, um, like, you start, you you find different ways to kind of, like, you realize you're, like, you're, like, enough, like, no matter yeah. what. Like, you're just, like, enough because, like, you know, you're just, like, enough. It's sweet. Like, you just chill. Like, calm the fuck down. Like, you're enough, like, regardless, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, uh, you know, um, instead of, like, it was, like, being nice to to i don't know like being there for my for my friends or some shit some some corny shit like that you know
1: like and then that's where like whatever the meaning was that you could kind of find in jujitsu like that shit that that gave you kind of and and i guess you wouldn't question it until it's taken away or you've got to get it from somewhere else if it's just there and you're doing good and you're like progressing and you're getting this meaning and it's there you're not having to search a bunch of other places for it if it's right there yeah but then when it gets taken away you're like okay now I have to like find it and yeah. and then it seems like you've just got to the point where you're like oh that thing that I got from jiu-jitsu like you you just get that from just like being good and kind and helping people
0: yeah I mean like like not even like I'm not even, I'm not gonna say like I'm some fucking saint fucking perfect kind of some shit like like just like just yeah just like just but just like just being like sweet like it doesn't matter like yeah yeah it's a it's a focus like like human like just yeah human connection like for me it's good but like just just being like it's it's fine like you're enough like even without this like it doesn't matter like you're you're just like you're enough already and then when i went back to jiu-jitsu then jitsu was like completely different. Like jitsu was just like, yeah. jitsu is just like fun for me now. Cause like, I, I know like if I don't have jiu-jitsu, then, um, you're still sweet. Then I'm still me, yeah. you know, like I still have like an identity kind of without it, you know? And I've like friends now, you know, that like met through like skating or whatever, like in New York that, that like barely know anything. Yeah. About jiu-jitsu. And it's kind of like, you know, just, it doesn't matter. Like,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Did, um, <laughs> we, we cut this out if you want, but did psychedelics help you get to any of that? Like, do you reckon? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: hundred percent. Like when I started, um, when I started like, yeah, I started, I started microdosing mushrooms. Um, like after, after I lost that world title in 2019, a black belt. Yeah. It was that June. I, I saw that was definitely like a, a catalyst. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's like, I, I, I definitely changed a lot. That's when my value started to change for sure. Yeah. For sure. Because it was, it was kind of like bigger picture stuff from there. Cause I was just like, just ha- like so happy just to like be alive. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. You know, you yeah. know. Uh, if you've ever microdosed mushrooms before, it's a good time.
1: Have you done like a, was there, was it first <laughs> microdosing that you started on? Or was it, did you do like a big dose and then microdosed or like, say, did you, did you have like the big experience and then did the microdosing thing?
0: No. So like I'd never even, I'd never even tried mushrooms before. I, I, the only drug I'd ever had was, was, uh, just smoked weed essentially, um, before worlds. And it was like a week before worlds. And for some reason I just had started having like these dreams every night about, like mushrooms like buying like getting mushrooms and like taking mushrooms and like uh, like
1: that's i had this bizarre. i had this one
0: dream i was like ufc world champion for some reason but like i like i was like on mushrooms i took mushrooms and won this <laughs> ufc it was weird <laughs> that's bizarre but all of a sudden like the week before worlds i got like obsessed with mushrooms from this dream and i was like just like looking for like um I was like, "Fuck!" Like when I get like, I wasn't even thinking about worlds. It was weird. I was like thinking (laughs) about like after worlds, getting mushrooms. I was like, "Hey, do you know I can get like mushrooms when I get back on Monday?" Like I I gotta go Cali for like a week, and then like I'll be back. Like, do you have any yada yada yada? And um, obviously when I got to Cali, I was just focusing on (laughs) on worlds. But like like the day I got back from the day I got back to to New York from from worlds, I had already set up to get some mushrooms, and then yeah oh my god i just had the most beautiful month you could possibly imagine it was june i was great was pretty good weather was great i was training i was training more than ever yeah like because i was motivated as well you know i just wanted to it was like a different kind of motivation i had you know because i was like i was microdosing and then i'd go to training yeah and it was just like um it was just like a like i just got i just was i was i fell in love with like just solving problems mm. you know so it was like it was just really fun for me like
1: so it took the ego out of it it took the all. ego
0: out of like just solving problems and it was more of just like a i was getting all this like i was getting like joy from like self-efficacy yeah you know <laughs> yeah. just being able to like solve problems and shit yeah i was like fuck this is like this is sick and like i was like i don't know i had that's when i started drawing as well all the pictures for xanadu and stuff yeah right. that was during that month like i never drew really before wow. like I, I always drew like as a kid just like fucking around in school because it couldn't be fun doing like school yeah so i <laughs> yeah. just drew yeah. but um yeah when i started micro microdosing i that's when i started drawing all this shit for xanadu all that most of the shit you'll see on the geese, i drew in like that first month of like microdosing in new york like just like around the city like just like just in my own world like doing training my uh drawing pictures and shit and then um that kind of like opened like more of like my creative like mind and like started taking me down these different avenues and stuff where i'm like a bit more music a bit more drawing like a bit more like xanadu stuff and just building um different
1: things sort of just like different passions in different areas yeah it's, it's so weird how that came about. I don't know. Just a fucking dream. A fucking dream. I
0: That's was, bizarre. And I was obsessed. <laughs> really? I was obsessed. Like, I, I was dreaming, like, about it, like, every night. <laughs> no way. Like, I just had, like... <laughs> like, I just had to get mushrooms. <laughs> that is insane, dude. It's so funny. It's fucking cool. It's so funny. And then that man... Such a great time.
1: They're a crazy... Um that's a crazy thing because there's no like like with weed you've yep. got to like get the plant and then you've got to grow grow the plant then you've got to dry the bud and then you've you got to do all this shit yeah and then you've got to smoke the weed or you've got to eat it and then it yep. gives you this effect right so there's yep. a process and weed's probably the most natural like one of the most natural drugs that you can do because you're just doing what the plant is but there's a process involved yeah mushrooms there's no fucking process. No, <laughs> you just, it's literally like what you can fucking pull it out of the ground yeah. and then just eat it, and then you get the thing that it's got, and yeah. there's nothing else, man. There's no process. In my, no. I mean, you fucking dry it and shit to make it, you know.
0: Yeah, you don't even have to.
1: But just yeah, you don't have to do that. You fucking can just eat it. You fucking <laughs> eat a mushroom, and then like everything's right there. Yeah. Because yeah, like you can. I mean, dude, my fucking the first time I had mushrooms, I had. It was, like, uh, like, like three or four grams of mushrooms. So, like, I definitely was, like, tripping. Yeah, it's decent. But um, I remember having this, like, a pretty um, eye-opening experience. Like, I've always talked a lot, obviously. And, you know, fuck, got a podcast, makes sense. Yeah. But like- I always had this feeling of, like, I had to talk. Mm. It was weird. Mm. And I never, like, I'd, I rem- I could be in these situations where i'd be out or i'd meet new people and then you just like don't shut up mm. and it was all out of like and and then so that's i think that's where, where my whole like ego complex started is because i would get the like i knew that i was like oh these people think that you think you're better than what you are mm. but i just had like this weird that was like my insecurity that was like the presenting factor mm. of the insecurities that i had mm. was like okay you got to be the vibe guy Mm. you got to make sure that everyone feels good you've got to keep the conversation going like don't let dead space don't let people get down don't let and all of this was coming through on mushrooms because we're sitting there i was with my friends and i'm sitting there and i just couldn't talk and it was like the first time in my life locked up couldn't say a fucking word most uncomfortable i've ever been in my entire life wow i was just like and it was all internal i'm just i was just sitting at a table and everyone's kind of talking and i'm just having this like fucking war inside jesus because they're like the feeling of me wanting to talk and like add to the conversation yeah couldn't do it fuck and then i'm sitting there and i'm just i'm like what the fuck is going on (laughs) and i'm having like an internal conversation with myself Mm. but couldn't couldn't physically speak and then my buddy's like you're good i was like "Mm mm-hmm. (laughs) just couldn't couldn't talk and then i sort of i had like that that realization that that like it's okay not to be the fucking vibe guy Mm. it's okay not to but Mm. for whatever reason dude my whole life Mm. and i never knew where it come from and i thought it was like a i thought it was like a negative part of me Mm. like i thought it was like this is a bug this isn't a feature of the program that Mm. i am this Mm. is a bug this is like a problem that needs to get fixed and it's coming from like a bad place Mm. and then i just had this thing i'm like this is just you're insecure about it Mm. that this is just what you feel like you have to do and i'm like you didn't fucking choose that like that's Mm. kind of a bummer on your end but you could also just like now that you know that Mm. just be aware of it and you'll be sweet yeah and then i came out of that like i just had that little combo yeah and then I was just like super happy and super fucking chilled and like that's mad (laughs) yeah and I I carried that like I I really carried that around and I mean it's something I still I still think about a lot Mm. Um, you know no one really likes that dude that fucking won't Stop talking, or you oh, know, I, what I, I, mean. love <laughs> I love those people.
0: I love those people because I'm the opposite,
1: yeah. So, like,
0: if no one talks, then it's just like that. De- we're, we're sitting in dead silence because, like, I've got nothing. I'm sorry, like,
1: but so what's going on in your head internally that makes you not want to? Talk? I just
0: zone out. I'm a, I've always like just been like a bit of a space cadet, you mm. know, so I'm just like kind of like, but like, when someone's like engaging. Then I can like be like, okay, like let's go, like you know.
1: Yeah. So, so do you like when a person around you is talking heaps? Because it oh, just yeah. like brings you, brings that out of you. Yeah. I do. I oh. enjoy
0: it. I, I yeah, Okay. I appreciate, I appreciate those people.
1: Yeah. But man, like, so that was a mushroom thing for me was like, that was like one of the big, like the big lessons that, mm. that I got from that. And then, yeah, I don't know that I've really taken that much out of it after that, except for like, i feel like one of the things i probably take like now when i do mushrooms is like the fit fe- like you can bring that feeling back mm. of everything feeling mm. okay mm. everything being amazing yeah i mean the last time i did like a prop at like four grams probably again i remember we were camping um at a mate's like farm and i just there was like crazy stars fucking full the milky way was out like it was just this epic night beautiful and i just like took my clothes off i had a 20 gallon drum full of water for like washing the bikes and the dog and shit like that because we were riding and i just like tipped this fucking water on me (laughs) and just like had this bizarre naked shower like looking up (laughs) at the fucking looking up at the sky and and all i just took from that was like All this is right here. Like, you can literally have the same experience minus mushrooms. For sure. And there's a way to find it as cool as what you're finding it right now. For sure. So, I feel like I've never really had to take much else from that first time. That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool.
0: I kind of feel the same way with microdursing, Like, you can, like, do it for... You can do it for... That's a good thing about mushrooms, too, is, like, it's very hard to, like, get any sort of, like, dependency Mm. on the drug. Yeah. Like, you can kind of, like microdose mushrooms for like a month or something and then you'll be like oh, i'm kind of good like i'm sweet like thanks like peace like you know like it doesn't it never builds like a kind of craving thing yeah, yeah. Like, or if like you like trip and you're like okay i come i will wait for a minute like have I'm, you
1: done any like bigger trips yeah yeah i i, I would i would um before, during that month
0: or in other times uh, yeah, during that month yeah. At the end of it I microdosed for a month Then I like had a break Like a week And then I tripped
1: And how much did you do When you tripped?
0: Uh, five grams
1: Whoa
0: Yeah Yeah How was that? It was good Yeah, I had um My mom's like a Is like a Does like um It's like a Finnish Sami Kind of shaman Yeah, right So she's My mom's Finnish So she kind of like that's kind of like her sort of um religious religious kind yeah. of practice mm. that she uses and it's kind of a lot of it's like journeying um you know this kind of stuff so whenever I do it I usually I would always whenever I trip like that I just I, I really feel comfortable like doing it like with other people so I just like mm. do it in my in like my room like alone kind of by myself but, like I like call up my mom and like like do like um tell like um i'm tripping like will you like can we do like a journey and she'll like she'll be like take me on like a shaman journey kind of thing like that's insane yeah like just like from there (laughs) like usually that your mom sounds cool as fuck yeah so usually when i usually when i trip i'm like on on face like on um (laughs) on like messenger doing like shaman journeys with my mom or like just like chilling in my room, like in the dark, I kind of like,
1: (laughs) and so what are you getting out of when you're doing trips on like heavier doses like that? Mm, Just like, I just want to get some sort of mm,
0: just some like understanding, you know, like I usually go with like intention to like, um, understand something like, I don't know, like, a, like, a, like a good mode of like, just try to like sort some, sort some personal shit out, you know, Mm. Trying to like look deeper. Like, where is this? Why do I feel like, why do I feel like this when, when this person's doing this or something? Like look into, Mm. look into that. Um, or just usually just to like reset and like see like bigger picture stuff again, you know, like, like we were talking about before, like I usually would do it like before, like I go and compete in a tournament, like before I go and before I fought spider, I did the same thing, but I was like in Australia with my mom and my godmother. My godmother's also practices like this. That's so epic. She's also like into like this. I want to go do mushrooms with your mom. Yeah. It's it's a great time. (laughs) That's so definitely welcome. But yeah, my mom and my godmother, like week before spider. Um, I think it was like the last time I, no, no, definitely no, it wasn't. But, um, uh, yeah like trip with them and just kind of see a bigger
1: picture so when I go over to Spider I'm like
0: like I don't give a fuck like, it chill. is what it is yeah you know fuck that's so crazy <laughs> and
1: do you, do you think it made Jiu Jitsu better like your Jiu Jitsu better It was there any like is it a technical because I mean this is like kind of one of the things too like even with meditation and stuff like mm. people want to use it as like a life hack mm. but it's like if you're using it as a like a productivity hacker if you're using mm. it you're kind of like missing the whole thing like even to say like i want to get good at meditating it's like well mm. mm. you're kind of fucking screwing the pooch like from the get-go you know yeah 100 percent. but yeah. i mean i'm sure there is a bit of like you could see certain improvements or you could see certain things that would be like better as a result of it maybe
0: yeah you know i'm saying you never know if it's placebo or not but i mm. definitely felt like i improved a lot on the creative aspect of things, you know, like I started working more on like, I think my jutsu jitsu got a bit more groovy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the best way i describe it. It got a bit more groovy. It's a bit more like bit more different. Hendrix. It's a bit more different now, you know? Yeah. Um, um, but, but, but yeah, I mean, I haven't had a chance to, to compete as much as I can show it as much as I
1: like. So, yeah. So do you feel like you're way better than when you competed at work like worlds last time? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, see yeah. that like to me, there's like because hundred percent. It's almost like we don't do the same thing, <laughs> even though I've been doing jiu jitsu for. I can say like I've been doing jiu jitsu for years. Yeah, but it's like we just don't do the same fucking sport essentially. No. But it's like you know, so for me to look at like like you getting better almost seems bizarre to think about. Yeah,
0: it's weird because everyone's getting better. Yeah, you can't. It's hard to. It's hard to gauge. Yeah, because everyone's. It's it's hard. It's hard to gauge. Relatively to everybody else. Yeah, it's hard to say.
1: Yeah, but you can feel that you're. I've gotten.
0: I've gotten a lot better. Like my my whole understanding of jiu jitsu is really. Yeah, improved a lot for sure, for sure. This it's it's. It's it's two years ago. Yeah, it's two years. The two years before that. Before beating leprey um I was losing every tournament, yeah true you know, so it's like nothing's changed I'm still doing the same thing
1: yeah one um one thing like like to sort of steer away one one thing that I wonder is just like, does the fucking pain go away of train like when you're really training like I just I wonder about guys that, uh, at that level when and, and when we were when we were talking about, like, the pain that you can go through in motocross. Oh, yeah. I'm so, just, like... insane. But... The, jiu-jitsu is a different pain. Because it's, like, this daily... Just... It's a grind. Like, the pain is just always there. It's not, like, as acute. I feel like... Yeah. From the motocross stuff, I've definitely gotten really good at blocking out, like, super acute shit. Yeah. And you can kind of cup, cup, um, compartmentalize. Mm... Gnarly That's so fucked up. Can, you know, I can just be like, "This is in a box. It's over there. I'll be good. Like, we'll figure it out." That's so crazy. But then it's like when you wake up every That's day, so and you're like, you're waking up, and then you know your body does like that tense when it wakes up. Does your body do that when you're like you first wake up? My body just sort of like, like tenses up, and then like you stretch out, and then you get out of bed. Every yeah. day, when my body tenses up, just pain everywhere, and yeah. I'm like, "This is from jiu jitsu. I'm not injured. <laughs> I'm not injured." nothing's broken (laughs) nothing's technically hurt yeah but I'm hurt yeah the whole thing like me and my housemate were like fuck the cage is rattled fuck and it's like do you feel that shit or does it slowly go away it it does it actually goes away fuck there's hope
0: yeah it goes away um because your your body just gets used to it and what do
1: you and you just train through it
0: yeah you I mean you can you can your body does get used to it after a while you know, just like holding yourself in like the positions, like holding your knees to your chest for instance, and like that kind of thing. Yeah. It, it the more you do it, the easier it gets on your body. Yeah. And okay. it's more, it becomes like more mental. Yeah. You know, you're more like it, it becomes more mentally draining, like just trying to th- think about the positions more and stuff like this. Yeah. Know? Um, for sure. If you're like in a camp and you're like preparing like hard, hard and like, then you want to be like a bit sore when you wake up in the morning and yeah. stuff like that. But the goal is just to like, yeah. The more you, the, you'll find, like, the more you do it, like, after, especially, like, with the fundamental, like, guard retention stuff. And you can train in a way as well, like, where you, you don't have to be in, in that kind of pain. You know, you don't have to be sore like that. You can, you know, you can, like, kind of go with the movements and then you can train. Then you can train for longer and improve your technique more. Yeah. You know, so the goal is to, like, kind of make it so, like, you're not sore. Like, if, if you're sore, it should be sore from, like, doing, like, your weights or something yeah you know
1: but i'm i'm sore every day when i train like when i get up yeah i mean most times and and at blue belt and purple belt i was like that for sure really yeah always And what do you put that down to always um is it a mixture between like body just general like your body's not used to the workload or do you think a lot of it is like you haven't figured out the way to train yet
0: you, 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 your body hasn't gotten used to holding itself in the weird positions yet. It takes yeah. a while because the positions are kind of strange. Like you're, you're pulling your knees to your chest. You're like posturing up out of positions. Like it just takes, it just takes time. But eventually, eventually like your body just kind of gets used to it. And then yeah. you're like, and then it's, your body's just, your body's used to it. You can pull your knees to your chest all day. Yeah, you know? your body's just like, it's just like, it's just normal, Yeah, you know? And then, um and then yeah but there's difference between being sore and then being injured you know Mm. in in, like sore you can like just kind of train through but injured you have to like actually like address it Mm. you know you have to like you have to address it and and, like actually like pay attention to like that and like you know maybe go see a physiotherapist and like fix that up so it doesn't like get worse but soreness you can just
1: keep yeah and were you like what was your recovery sort of protocol like because i mean probably pretty limited in terms of the facilities if you just like living at at the gym so was it just like heaps of stretching did you do like a ton of foam rolling and like trigger points and all that sort of stuff like with your recovery or
0: yeah i used to when i used to live in the gym we used to stretch for like an hour just before bed every night yeah yeah i used to do that um and then i would just use like the trigger balls and stuff when um the trigger balls are really good actually like the trigger balls in in the psoas the trigger balls in the in the shoulder and the and the light. They're really good for jiu-jitsu, but I just kind of use them when I get injured because I just can't be, can't be fucked. Yeah. Just do like a lot of just, just kind of stretching. Now I don't even really, now to be honest, I don't even really stretch.
1: Yeah. You, have you just got that much flexibility now that it's just, it's just,
0: just, you're just kind of like, you just, my body's kind of used to staying in that position. I, what I do is I just sit in that squat, you know, like that, um, like that Asian squat, yeah, Slav squat, Asian squat, squat, whatever you want to call it i just I, I sit in that for like 10 minutes a day yeah like right. reading the read the reading second, gucci Mane reading gucci main autobiography <laughs> or some shit
1: that. um i'm gonna order you that book hard copy book that'd i'm be gonna sick. get it sent to your fucking house be because mad. your phone cooked yo my phone's so fucked I Amazon so that shit sad. as soon as you fucking leave really yeah oh 100%. man i'm so excited yeah um so that so that squad you get in that and just you'd stay in it for as long as possible how long could you stay in it when you first started doing that because mm. that shit fucking hurts yeah not
0: long a few minutes now I can now I can sit there for like I can sit there all day you just just like stand up and stretch but you gotta you gotta stretch out your psoas too yeah okay if you stretch out your psoas and sit in that and sit in that slav squat <laughs> for you, that's like God. For, for a bit you're, you're good
1: yeah okay
0: but you gotta stretch out your so as if you're doing a lot of guards you gotta every day you gotta do like a tiny bit because um or if you're sitting down a lot and then you go on a train if you're someone that sits sits down a lot you should be trying to stretch that as much as possible and it's really easy like even if you're like in a room you just put your foot up on a chair put your hips in stretch out stretch out that so as for like even just like even just like 30 seconds each side every hour or like 15 seconds Each side every hour Mm. we'll we'll do we'll do we'll do wonders you you won't get lower back pain when you when you play guard yeah it's like one thing you have to do and you won't get lower back pain
1: yeah like what um like we were were half talking about at lunch but let's say you got to coach you from 15 again Mm. like what would you do
0: yeah so i'd probably start off with the with the like guard retention fundamentals And like the base on your base on top, like fundamentals, you know, like being able to stand like your stance, like getting like a really good stance where you can like kind of drop your center of gravity like down, like like good posture on top, like kind of like turn tilting your your toes in so you so you can generate so like you kind of pizza your toes in so you can generate weight forwards without with bringing your weight back. I'd make myself, like, work on, like, the strengthening, like, my my feet muscles. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I can, like, use those. And then guard retention stuff, like, just because guard, guard retention is your base, your your fundamental, like, your, your structure from the bottom, you yeah. know? That's, like, that's your stance, you know, from, like, on bottom. So that needs to be, like, that needs to be on point. You know, a lot of people in jiu-jitsu... This is all taught, this is taught all, all, all wrong, pretty much, you know. So, you need to be able to keep your knees to your chest, you need to be able to keep your head and your shoulders in between your knees, and you need to be able to keep your feet in good position at first, you know. And you got to get good at moving your head and your shoulders when someone, like, relative to like your legs, like when your legs get moved, like, you move your head and your shoulders to like keep yourself in this square good position, and then from there that's your safety net from guard. And then you can just throw attacks. You can throw attacks. You can throw attacks. Bam, 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 bam. Just like on top, if you get the good solid stance with like your head and your shoulders, it's the same kind of thing. You get like your, your head and your shoulders, like, like in between your feet sort of. So like they're not dipping to the yeah. outside too much. Cause then you're off balance. You get your base really good where you where your center of gravity is really good. And you're always like in solid balance. And that's the same thing. Like it's hard for people to, like getting any attacks on you because your base is good and you're good at like staying square with them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you can like, you can like keep attacking and you've got like this, this foundation. So it's like building that foundation where there's like everyone learns like kind of opposite than like they learn like their techniques and they don't learn any guard retention and they try like one technique. But every time they do a technique, they put themselves out of position. Yeah. You know? And then like, then like they're getting like, like swept or like they're back taken or something but like yeah if you have like if you have that structure first that foundation of the guard retention then like every every technique you do you stay in good position there's never there's never gaps there's never openings and you're like then you're kind of untouchable from there and then that's
1: what you then go and build off
0: yeah I didn't learn those those basics I didn't learn the basics for I, I don't think I learned the fundamentals for guard retention until I was like purple belt from Marilla, because no one else was showing this at yeah. the time. Like it, w- it wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. Like no one and knew did, that. It
1: was that what created like the Unity style? Was like that such solid fundamentals for like that guard retention and then just like that top positioning? Yeah, you see. Yeah, everyone's guard retention there. It gets gets it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, everyone
0: everyone's guard retention is really you won't pass. It's very hard to pass someone from Unity's guard. And then yeah, and then from the from the top, like developing like a base as well, like. There's no better person than
1: than Murillo. Yeah. Um, do you think that... Uh, do you think that... Like, I've noticed that by... I'm working this guard... Like, this is 2021 guard season. Yeah. And it's like... I feel like when I do... You know, if you're in specific training or you end up coming up on a sweep or whatever and you are on top, I've almost found, like, my passing's better without working on any passing purely because i've had so many like you're spending so much time getting like people trying to pass mm. that you sort of just do the antithesis of what mm. is you know getting done to you and it kind of because like i'd always have this like i'll do this first and then i'll do this second like i'll do the mm. top game from this point out but mm. it sort of seems like just by really focusing on one area you're kind of learning the what works and then you just like when you're top you're like i'll just do what works yeah for sure
0: for sure there's so much knowledge there Cause like reverse engineering, it's sort of like you've got yeah. like, you know exactly. Um, yeah, you know exactly. Like if you know if you have solid guard retention, like really good guard retention, then you know like, what what puts someone out of position. You know, mm. and like you like know how to like. So like now I know like okay if I can make their knee pass their center line, that's them being out of position. If I can if I can get rid of their feet from facing me and put their weight on them that's that's bad for them they're out, they're out of position here too you know um, and then like you get you go to, like the weaknesses okay their feet are a bit high their hips are off the ground okay I'm not gonna go around them because it's gonna be too easy I'm gonna just push the bottom of their feet a bit you know mm. you push the bottom of their feet they only have they have to make their hips heavy so then you just push their feet down and you go around like it's like
1: yeah yeah so you're just like yeah, 100% build, building it off backwards and so you had to go to America, yeah, essentially, to mm-hmm. be a world champ. Do you think that that's changed in Australia now? Yeah. So if you're a kid, you don't have to go to America? No, yeah, you don't. I mean, look,
0: like, Tallison best rooster weight in the world. Yeah. Best rooster weight in the world. Be, yeah, you can say what you want. He's the best rooster weight in the world, 100%.
2: I'm, and the he best, I'm
0: the best lightweight in the world I'll say it now 100% Lachlan best Nogi lightweight in the world easy best fucking you could say he's the best heavyweight in the world no <laughs> well, he's beating the heavyweight world yeah. champion 100% so no you don't but it wasn't like that 5 years ago
1: mm.
0: it was not like that 5 years ago you know Lachlan came Lachlan was at Unity With uh, with me 2016 Really? Yeah we were there We trained at Cabrinius together We We, we used to go around Like all these And like Seeing the Seeing Because Because no one knew the formula Yeah Back then No one knew the formula Like we People still didn't understand Five years ago Or Or six years ago Seven years ago When I first started Or However long ago it was When I first started no one here understood the formula, like, t- to become to become to become the best, and no one had put in that much time to get like the to get those um. Like, just the, this, the, like knowledge, the knowledge base. Just the knowledge was not here. Yeah, it wasn't here. And there was no there was no places that you could go to surround yourself with people that are that are that are that are doing that. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't the best in the world person here. Yeah. It just didn't exist now it's now you can now Australia is literally like has the best some of the best people in the world yeah like it's crazy like it's and you'll see like people are gonna want to be in like people are gonna be coming to
1: Australia soon yeah well dude that that's what was so crazy about Lockie's camp so we went to yeah. went to Thailand I was so green Mm. and you go there and then there's like these people man were just like fucking foaming on Loki they just put in so much time of his sure. youtube channel and now dude he was just like this guru to these people and they'd literally traveled from all over the world like the camp just made it easy yeah but people essentially that is people traveling to australia like they're traveling to lachlan didn't yeah. didn't matter where the fuck he went like these people were gonna go and man they'd watched every video they'd studied all this shit they'd got every instructional mm. and you know there's like a bunch of people that go and they stay at Absolute and you know that's when I first met Tallison. was mm. before Pan Pax one. it was either Pan Packs or National I can't remember which one it was mm. and then yeah he went there um, to you know to train before that mm-hmm. so yeah like there is that that deal is like starting to happen here yeah it's at Mance yeah it's it's so good so lucky so lucky and do you do you see yourself like what do you see for your future in terms of like where you're going to be based um yeah i'm 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 not sure like
0: new york for me is just like kind of special yeah because like i feel like when i go there I don't know it's something about the energy of like I just like the energy of the city like I kind of feel like I can just like let go to the collective kind of energy and I don't feel like I have to be like extra yeah you know I don't know I don't know something about it I I just really like but you know Australia's always always gonna be my home 100% like it's where I'm that's where I'm from you know yeah so I don't know I, I, I don't know I kind of I'll always, I think I'll always have a base here and I think I'll always have something and something set up there, but I don't think I'll, I don't think I could ever, I couldn't ever, I don't think I can choose one. Mm. Like this is, this is, yeah, this is like, this is my, where I come from, you know, like my roots and stuff.
1: When you were with you being like as sensitive as you are and as close to your mum as you are, how hard is it just like leaving your your family to go to New York. Like, were you insanely homesick through that period at all, um, or did the goal override that shit?
0: Yeah, the goal. The goal kind of. Uh, f- no, for sure. Like, I'm like, I just call them every day. I call mm. them every day, even when I'm away. Because I got, I got, um. I got my sisters as well. Yeah. Like, I have my mom. My mom has three other. Three little girls. One of them's two, one of them's nine, and one of them's 13. And I'm like mad close to all of them. So I just, I just, I just call them, I just call them like every day and shit. And, um, and, uh, and then it's, and then it's sweet. But there's no, for sure, like, hundred, like the, the first, the first couple trips when I didn't have anybody I was kind of close with yet. Yeah. Then it was like, it was, it was really hard. Just pretty homesick. But after, you just become like so close with everybody living yeah. with them then you have like you feel like you have a family there and you have like su- like a like a support yeah and then it's not as and then it's and then takes it, the edge and, off and, it. and then and then there feels like a home for, for me now when i go there i also feel like i'm going home yeah you know because like these especially after going through everything this year with all of them like they're you know I've, I've got like family there you know like my friends are, like I'm super, super close with them.
1: Yeah. And I think yeah. that there's something, I was talking about it before um, on here, but I think there's something that's special in Jiu Jitsu or just like anything that's real hard. And mm. you're like going through something super hard with people. Mm. You end up getting a bond because like, yeah, if you like your friends through skating and shit, it's mm. like they could look at Jiu Jitsu and be like, fuck, that's crazy. Yeah. But they could they wouldn't understand how hard it is and yeah. you kind of need people that are on your level to kind of like get what you're going through and i yeah. think that's why like i feel that with guys in my gym mm. and it's not even close to the level of you know like hurt that you've been been through with mm. those dudes in in like that gym in that environment
0: yeah i think that Marillo definitely took some influence from some sort of military books or some shit yeah really about like about like building um, comradeship or some shit like that with, yeah. with like a team going through these difficult times together and lead up to like a tournament and stuff. There's definitely something there going on. For sure, he reads. He reads a lot. I remember him saying something about it too.
1: Yeah, right. Like it's sort of like a military
0: type deal. Yeah, it was very, it was very military esque kind of lifestyle.
2: Mm.
1: For sure yeah no it fucking makes sense like and you you kind of like you can't really compare it to war but you are in like a real weird environment Mm. that is like there is an element of battle that's going on like it sort Mm. of sounds romantic almost to Mm. say that shit but like it is a fucking battle and there'd be dudes that would break like you'd see guys break i'm sure like i'm sure you've seen guys come in that thought they wanted it and they can't handle it and then they break and then they leave and yeah. that happens in the military yeah yeah no uh, yeah that place breaks a lot of people
0: do you see that shit a lot for sure yeah really because the pro training was free really it was free anyone can come in but it was always like most of the most days it was like empty <laughs> really yeah it was, it's it's 3 days a week it's it's completely free anybody can come in from anywhere they don't have to pay a thing. They show up and train. And it's a small gym. But like, even on those days, it would be like 10 people. Because if you come in, then you have to do it. You have to you, do all of it. You, you can't sit out around. If you come in, you have to, if you, if you sit out around, then you can't train
1: mm. anymore. You don't train the rest of the, the day. Wow. Yeah. Dude, this is just like, just talking to you about that kind of training. You know, I say I'm doing that month. Sixty sessions isn't enough. Sixty sessions is good. Sixty sessions is really good. Yeah, I don't know. No, it is. It's not sounding like it's enough. It is. <laughs> I'm, I'm it, defi- it definitely
0: it <laughs> definitely is enough. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot because you got other shit going. On. You got yeah, yeah, that's if, true. If you if you're just literally sleeping on the mats, even sixty sessions for us is a lot. You yeah. know, we're not doing. we it's maybe you know like two more sessions, but they're light. They're very light. Mm. Yeah, you know, just like some drilling, some light drilling. You know.
1: Yeah. It's it's a lot. Okay, fair enough. I'm yeah. just thinking. I'm like, oh, I've sat out a round or two. I don't yeah. know if I can be doing that anymore. There's yeah. like a little. Honestly,
0: bit- if you're doing, if you're in New York, the pro training, you, a lot of people like, like especially if it's for a camp, like Worlds Camp, like you're not doing more than just the pro training.
1: Really, you're only doing that.
0: Yeah, unless unless you're like, unless you're like putting in your yards like during like the colored belt season, then like when you're a colored belt, then you're putting in the yards, you're just breaking your body kind of thing to like get that skill level up really quickly. Yeah. But once you get to, once you get to a black belt and you're getting ready for a tournament, you have to just have like your body like good. Yeah. You want to be going in there fresh. The the techniques there. Yeah. So when the the closer the tournament gets, like the less you train. Mm. So like during like this world's camp, for instance, like I just do like a bit of drilling and the pro training and then just chilling, but the pro training's like three hours. Long it's gnarly. every day, yeah. yeah, like it's, yeah. Fuck, it's the most. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's fucked so, up. It's
1: so fucking gnarly that like, it's just gnarly that you can sit here and say like, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah. I did it every day. Yeah, it was fucked. You can go. You're like, this is so fucked up, but you go back. Yeah. That's that's pretty legit.
0: I think, but nothing. You can't you can't emulate that old gym. You can't emulate it. Really? You can't. It's not the same in the new gym. There was something about that, just the no air, that heat. It can't be, nothing will ever be as hard as that.
1: And so did you carry that? Like, was that room almost with you when you competed in, yeah. in terms of like, you'd stand and look at other people and you'd be like, you're not in that room. Yeah. It's weird. Like some people, like
0: there's no, there's people who are like gritty but like a lot of people, they just they they just quit so much earlier.
1: Mm. You
0: know, like they break like so much earlier in the fight. You know, like you can see them just like give up. Yeah, it was like if you're rolling from with someone from Unity, they just don't have like they just don't have like any give. Yeah, they just like like mad skits. Like they'll just go <laughs> out on <the> sword. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like like no give. So that's that's a helpful that's a helpful thing to take into competition if you don't have like, yeah. Cause you, you're used to like fighting against people that have no give. Yeah. So even if someone has like slightly bit less, it's like, it's very noticeable. Yeah. You know Like you're trying to like, cause there's little parts in like Jiu Jitsu match where it's like, it's like actual fight, you know? Yeah. You're just like, grind, like you're just trying to like finish that last bit of the pass and the person's just trying to like recover and, yeah. and like, you know, like, like you've, you've, you're used to somebody like not having any give, like, ever like yeah then like you come against someone that's like not used to that they're just like
1: they give up so much earlier it's just like oh this is easy Like yeah you know so when you to have that though like so i think if i go super hard and you have that no give but then you fuck yourself for the rest of the session what's the mentality there you're just like oh well it is what it is i'm fucked now like i just gotta deal with it because you just can't because like i definitely have times where i'm like I'll roll and I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to be, like, super chill this one because I know that I could get called out by, like, any one of these motherfuckers next. Yeah. And I need to be ready. Yeah. So, like, do you do you get rid of that mindset and you just go hard every fucking roll? And then if you are completely fucked and a big white belt destroys you, then so be it. So, yeah, it, it used to be like that, you know, because
0: it was still a learning process, I think, as well, from Merle as a coach. Yeah. You know, because he only started coaching in 2015. Um, but when Marillo's decides to do something like he's read, he's been reading like five coaching books at a time for like the (laughs) The last, like the whole time. Like he's like, like just as dedicated as he, as he is to Jiu-Jitsu, he's that dedicated to coaching. So he's read like every book written by like every top level NBA coach, every book by like every sport, like that's been like a master coach. Yeah. He's like, He's read it. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's so he has like he's very throughout the years, his coaching has gotten much more um precise and in tune with like each individual, like yeah. making sure like they're like cause each individual needs to be coached a different way, you yeah. know. But now is way different to back then. Now it's like maybe once a week we roll like competition. Yeah. You know? Like or like maybe twice a week we roll competition. The other days he'll be like, Okay. So today's a more technical day. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, don't be afraid to do this. Like if you get, if you, um, if it's okay to get swept, like just try to like do perfect technique. Yada yada yada. And then some days you will be like, okay, today's a competition day. You have to win. You have to just win. Yeah. You know, you ha- you have to just win the round. Like and you and you fight like it's a competition. Yeah. You know? But most days now are focused on like being like more technical because at the end of the day like we 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 were talking a lot before about like okay it is simple like you just train more than anybody else and you become the best but it's actually not that that simple yeah you have to train because you got to get to training you got to get to train and you got to train you actually got to train smarter than everybody as well yeah you know because like you can't because what will happen is you'll just end up banging your head against the wall yeah. trying to break this wall yeah. you know like you're just banging your head against this wall trying to break this wall but the soft part of the wall is like you have to bang here yeah. you know and you've been banging in the wrong spot and the, this other person just had to bang here like you know like three or four times and it's like the wall's broken that's a shit analogy but no 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 um, no. I know what saying <laughs> so it's like so it's like just it's like you have to be you have to be in like this working like this in like the exact right direction you can't you don't want to be going like in the wrong way working like because you know obviously you're still going to get good yeah you know but you're going to get a lot better if you're going in like in the like working with the right the right skill the right technique the right way like training smart like working the right things yeah you have to be you have to you have to think about it too
1: and what where would you say like of the the broad spectrum of jiu-jitsu people that you come across where are they banging in the wrong spot like what does banging your head against the wall in the wrong part of the wall look like to you it's hard it's broad i know but it's just like um
0: like for, like you can you can you can just go in and just roll really hard every day yeah and just not think about tech, like getting your technique better, not think about doing the right things, and then you haven't improved as much as someone that was working specific, yeah, specific things. Now I can say all this, but like, it's 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 different for everybody because every every world champion has like a different way they trained to yeah. get to where they are. Yeah. So it's 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 hard to say, but you 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 got to be like engaged, just engaged mentally yeah you know and like like what you're doing for instance is great you know you're working okay for this amount of time i'm gonna work like my 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 guard retention i'm gonna get that like really good like this is like a a smart way to work and then and then you're trying to figure out like okay so how's like the perfect way for like guard retention let me let me find out from like the best people in the world you know this is smart like now you're like making like solid improvements in this time whether it's like if you just do the same thing yeah. but you just go in there with like no intention and you're just like you're just trying to win every round just at any costs. and like let's say the people aren't very good then um, there's a ceiling you're gonna, to the improvement yeah you're gonna it's not you're not gonna improve as fast Yeah. As if if there was two years and one just
1: tried to win every role and the other one just tried to
0: do perfect guard attention you're gonna
1: yeah 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 no it makes a lot of sense I think the you know one of the problems to just being like the average person is that you know this kind of shit takes so long to figure out yeah from your end and this the, the time that, that you spend doing it and yeah uh, and so what like for just the if you would have advice for like the average dude so like okay perfect example this guy in my gym Heldrich, Brazilian dude fucking legend nicest most humble dude in the gym he trains he's there as much as anybody and I think he he really embodies like that philosophy that you're talking about like he's not really trying to win every round like he's very technical and he just isn't like a ego sort of dude and he's very committed to his jiu-jitsu but he's got he's got twice a day to do that jujitsu it's not like iki has got a family you know what i mean so what does that guy do to get better if you've done all of those things right you're not trying to win every role you are working on a cert he's he's unique in the gym like his game what does that dude do to get better like above above average good you know what i mean because there's like hobbyist dudes that are super committed and really good in their own right but they've got to have a normal life
2: Mm. hmm
0: Um
1: Again it's a broad you question.
0: Can, you can mm, it depends. For me visualizing works. Mm. I like visualizing the techniques. Like I like to visualize um imagining like the reactions and just like going through positions. That helps me like understand it like a lot. And you can do that. You can do that anyway. Like, you can do that in bed. Mm. You know? I mean I I can't speak for everybody because some people can um visualize like it's kind of is easier for them yeah but i think everyone should try yeah because if you can visualize going through the techniques and going through the rolls yeah so um, you're watching rolls in your head kind of thing not watching it has to be from first person okay so it's first person you're like imagining um
1: going through every movement imagining uh each grip so you're seeing like your hands essentially you're not seeing your top-down view of you and another person you're like yeah it's your view it's very important anytime you visualize that you
0: always see first person hmm. you have to see first person i feel um, like i see third person if i do that yeah just do it do it do it from first person next time hmm. yeah and then you want to go through just imagining just doing the technique perfectly and like doing the technique perfectly on the person reacting too because hmm. you you start to understand like better like like this is like i i train like a lot just just like visualizing you know like half an hour before i sleep i just like i'll set like a like a like i'll put on like spotify sleep timer or some shit and just put my headphones in and then half an hour i'm just like imagining like just visualizing um just like i'm just rolling basically you know but i'm going through like I'm just flowing through like all the positions like and you get used to like understanding like the reactions like as they step back like what you do like where your hook is and the visualizing really helps your um, your your details because you're focusing on like where everything is kind of thing. Yeah, you know? like you're imagining where your hand is like how it's gripping at the hip and you can kind of like feel if like imagining if something's wrong like what you have to do and then you can kind of think about like where they might move. Or even if, like, if you're just starting visualizing, you can just even imagine just, just drilling a move, just like drilling, mm. even without reaction, because um, um, they've done they've done a few studies on this, you know, like they, I think they did it with some basketball players. Yeah, they right. got one group to um, practice three throws, three yeah. throws, for a week, and the other one just to do the same amount of reps just visually. Huh and the the group that just practiced visually like just imagining it going perfectly through the hoop every time the same amount of reps they did better at the at the on the exam test at the end you know obviously that's this has to be like a lot more tests like that but there there's definitely a lot of um evidence to suggest it works and i can um give my my own testimony that it that it works that it works pretty good and do you get better at visualizing? Like yeah, you can start to see it clearer. hundred percent. Yeah. You get, you get way better at it. The more you, it's like a muscle, like the more you do yeah. it, the, the clearer it gets. Like, yeah, I, I gets to a point where you can like, you can really feel like you, like you like just like imagine, like you can feel like the position, like just the same as like if you're doing it. Yeah. You, you can work that visualization muscle big time. It gets good. And then, and then it's, that's, that's just then you can train anywhere you can get better jiu-jitsu like literally anywhere you know and like some could argue that like you could get better doing that than you could like
1: Mm. rolling for an hour well there's no physical toll like you can visualize you can visually roll for hours yeah but yeah no it's cool to it's cool to get you know your perspective on on this stuff, mm. like it's you know because you've just put in, you know they say you put in ten thousand hours, like dude you'd be fucking well above ten thousand hours now. Hour. Yeah, I wonder. I think I'd be actually. I don't know. Ten thousand hours is kind of a lot. It is a lot. How many days is ten thousand hours, Ronan? Let's figure that out and let's see if we can do the math on this real quick. Yeah, it's a lot. Shit, we almost done three hours, bro. Whoa, really? Yeah no way 10 416 bus. days oh dude you've done 10,000 hours oh I mean it's just like that's full days yeah, of like, like full 24 hour days true <laughs> like. alright let's click into this Quora thing alright okay we've got the fucking juice here um so oh wait I read it in the go down a little bit maybe um keep going fuck oh, i go actually click back because there was whatever we want to find out is like so go so um what if uh malcolm gladwell says that you need to learn something uh or 10,000 hours this means 417 days worth of hours or 3 hours a day for 3,333 days let's click into this shit so this means 417 days worth of hours or three hours a day for 3,333 days, a little over nine years. You're there. I think I'm, I'm, I'd am be I be. You're creep, creeping up. I'm, I'd be creeping up on that. It's crazy. It's a lot. That's fucking legit. Yeah. Have you ever thought about that 10,000 hours thing?
0: Yeah. Have
1: yeah. you ever done the math?
0: I've tried a couple of times. I'm pretty bad at math. You're
1: fucking close, bro. <laughs> you are really close. I think. I think I'd be. I think I'd be creeping up this year, maybe. It felt like ten thousand hours today. <laughs> That's what that felt like. It felt like you know when we were all like, oh, this feels like ten thousand hours of jiu-jitsu on top of me right now.
0: Yeah, I reckon. I reckon within the next
1: year, I'll be there for sure. That's a fucking crazy, crazy statistic. That's crazy. So much. Do you have a? um Do you use like the one app for meditation? Yeah, I use the the Plum
0: Village app. Oh, I don't it's, know that one. No, is. it's just it's no, it's just all it is is like it's just it's just like a it's like a yeah. It's it's a twenty minute timer. Yeah, okay. It's just a twenty minute timer, but there's intervals. There's four intervals with like, with like with like a dun. bell. It has like a bell. Yeah, and then like for some reason that just helps me like finish the 20 minutes yeah
1: that shit does make a difference yeah like knowing right? when halfway is and stuff yeah. yeah it makes a big difference yeah yeah does it have like a tally of like days that you've spent doing it it does it does yeah. it's 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 pretty
0: basic it's not yeah. like it wouldn't be like it's free yeah it's not something like sam harris's where it's like all these um in-depth like guided meditation stuff and stuff like yeah that. the it's um Actually, they have some of those though they have those. It's it's pretty good app actually. Yeah, yeah. I've I, have, I haven't that. seen the Sam Harris app
1: though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I mean good things. So yeah, that was. I just read the book. His book was what kind of got me started on the whole road into it. like I'd never really, you know, thought I didn't really know what any of it was to be yeah. honest until I sort of went went into that. But yeah, he's got like the the timer. You can see like exactly how many hours you've spent meditating, and it's pretty gnarly. though like, cool. because yeah, I I think about that ten thousand hours a lot.
2: Cool. There's, yeah. t-
1: there's people that have done it like oh for sure yeah well i mean there's a lot of people that have done it but that's one of the so work dude it'd be be work as fuck (laughs) be be weird because like do you feel (laughs) um do you feel different after that year like you kind of seems like there was a bit of a shift in like consciousness do you feel different like just day-to-day different at times since since uh, last year yeah since you went through like the mushrooms thing and then to go into the you know to start doing like the mindfulness and all mm. that like do you and then you've kind of that compassion mm. part of your body's woken up a bit like mm. do, do you feel different yeah 100% like it's weird to yeah. think about right
0: yeah i mean like yeah i mean i feel i just feel more like content with like being like not content or like just like yeah or i just i just don't i i don't know i'm still i'm, I'm a work in progress still a work in progress
1: <laughs> well three hours bro sick i really appreciate that's time.
0: impressive that just flew by yeah it did it's probably yeah probably the nicotine gum
1: <laughs> <laughs> i um i really enjoyed today I, um, I appreciate you taking the time to to train with me as well. No, so it was my pleasure. It was a great time. I yeah. had a great time. It was a really cool experience um, to, yeah, someone that's so good and, you know, putting in, the to- like, the time just to, you know, see what that is. And personally... I mean, after training, I said when we drove off the uh, away from the gym, I was like, fuck, I really want to train. Like, I've got... Yeah. I just got to get better. <laughs> like, this just isn't good enough. It's uh, a good feeling. And... Uh, but, man, like, after hearing your... Like, the work ethic that goes into it and, you know, like, just trying to take away what you can do as an average person. Not everyone can do what you did, you know, and, and mm. you can't expect everybody to do that. But mm. people still want to improve and people still want to get better and be like the best that they can be within for their sure. given circumstances for sure and I'm definitely inspired by just hearing about how hard you work and I know that I know that there's like so many areas in my own life and jiu-jitsu that just after listening to you and what you've been through and what you've accomplished that there's so many things I could do better and that's just from that's really listening cool. to you so I really appreciate you. No, I really appreciate that. That's really nice. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just... uh, And I hope that, yeah, people that listen, if you're into Jiu-Jitsu, take what you can. And I think, yeah, understand that not everyone can just fucking drop life and and go into it. But you can still... Everyone can work harder. Mm -hmm. Everyone can. And uh, there's... I think you've... It's easy to say that. You're like, yeah, you just got to fucking put in more work. But it's like, you know, those little details... That you know, I feel like you've really given a lot to just this chat, you know, and the people that'll be listening to it, and uh, and I cool. p- I personally really appreciate that. That's fucking
0: cool. Thank you so much for having me. I was like so much fun. I had a great time talking with you. <laughs> well, we can
1: do it whenever, whenever. Matt. It'd be sick to get Talison in here. I know, like, yeah. you know, his English isn't. No, his English is fucking good. Yeah, I know some of those dudes. Like, even though it is good, though, like they don't think that it's that good.
0: No, Talison's he, he's a he's a confident. He's a confident. He guy. is. Yeah, yeah. He's. We should get Talisson in here. Yeah, way. we got to get Tallison in here. Be cool. Yeah.
1: He's a fucking G for sure. Well, that would be great, Levi Jones. leary thank, thank you so very much. much. Thank you so I much. I really Trevor. appreciate it. You're the fucking man. Thank you so much. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on Auto Trader.